And now, introducing the man behind the newest Christmas horror film, Glenderman. The film has been widely knocked by film critics with Rotten Tomatoes saying, quote, it's basically a tall, skinny Glenn Clark trying to steal your coat while using harsh rhetoric for two hours. He'll call you stupid while donating your clothes. He is Glenn Clark. Good morning. It is a Friday edition of uh, Glenn Clark Radio. I'm Glenn. He's Paul. Glad to have you on board. Thank you to those of you who came out last night to uh, Glory Days Grill in Towson. Brought your coats, brought your clothes. Meant a lot to see a lot of people. And, um, you know, unfortunately, I I know we were supposed to have a special guest join us, but that special guest is an active NFL player. And... Uh, as you found out late, late yesterday afternoon, the rules kind of changed for active NFL players, and there's nothing I can do about that. And it's with that in mind that I also unfortunately have to let you know that we are postponing this coming Tuesday's Tyus Bowser show. Now, I, I, I'm using the word postponing for very clear reasons. I know you're going to say, Glenn, they're not – come on. They're not going to make it so that uh, you know players can do whatever they want uh, before the end of the season. Just e- ease up. What we're really doing is buying ourselves some time. And, and I, and I want to make this abundantly clear. Tyus is not interested in postponing Tuesday's show. Tyus is prepared to come out and do the show. We're buying ourselves time. Because what this really is, um, is we just want to make sure we've got everything covered safely. And we, for the most part all season, felt like we've been doing the show very safely but inevitably, and part of this is just the nature of Tyus being one of the nicest human beings I've ever met in my life, inevitably there are moments during the course of shows where Tyus is sort of like, oh man, come on, let everybody come back and, and hang out and I'll give hugs and I'll, you know, like that's just, it's who he is as a human being and it's why I think the world of him as a human being. But unfortunately, um, given given the scope of the new rules and given the scope of Frankly, just the sheer number of positives that we're now dealing with in the NFL and the impact that that's having, and I know that you know some of that might end up being mitigated because I, I guess the rules are now allowing for guys that test positive to come back much quicker, and there are guys that we might have ruled out or thought were ruled out for games this weekend that may end up being available and eligible to play, and we're kind of making it up as we go along at the moment. But we're just buying ourselves some more time to get a better handle of it all and to make sure that we have better systems in place ourselves. So, ourselves. So this is not on Tyus in any way, and it's not, don't blame the NFL. It's on us making sure we're doing the right thing as in the world we need to recognize that positives are way up, way up this week. I mean, drastically up this week, and we don't want to contribute to any of that. So just bear with us. We are still intending to do one more Tyus Bowser show. We're working on that right now with him and with the other parties that are involved, and we are grateful for Great Eights Memorabilia and My Bookie and Window Depot Baltimore, windowdepotbaltimore.com, and Duffy's Garage and Baldwin, duffysgaragemd.com. We are very appreciative of all of them for being a part of it, and again, our plan, our intention is for there to be one more Tyus Bowser show before the season is over. It's just not going to be this Tuesday night. So that's it. That's all we're telling you, just not this Tuesday night. But um, very much so intend for there to be one more show before the season is over. Cool? Capiche? Thank you, and again, apologies. But 
Uh, bigger thank you to everybody that came out last night with coats and clothes. Um, I'm grateful. I'm appreciative. And I, um, I'm looking forward to being there at Helping Up Mission on Monday. And I'm, um, I, we still have time, by the way. We still have a couple of days this weekend for you to get me coats and clothes before Drew and I take them all down on Monday. So, I, like, I was just trying to talk about this with Nick Kelly this morning, trying to coordinate a way that um, I can get coats and clothes from him. If you cannot get to any of our drop-off boxes, and they will, the first drop-off boxes will be picked up Sunday afternoon. Everything will be at least be available through Sunday morning. Starting Sunday afternoon, drop-off boxes will be picked up. They will not all be picked up on Sunday, in part because, for example, Chick-fil-A Nottingham Square is closed on Sunday. So I will pick that one up Monday morning. Um, I believe the two at Jerry's will be picked up on Monday morning. They're closed on Sunday as well. So those will be picked up on Monday morning. Those three... If you last minute, Monday morning, need to scramble over when they open, you can do that. Drop them off. Uh, the others, Mother's Timonium, we picked up on Sunday. Mother's North. Um, Uptown Cheapskate will be picked up on Sunday. Duffy's Garage in Baldwin will probably be a Monday morning as well that I will pick that up. Um, right here at Meadow Mill will not be until the show uh, starts on Monday because it's right here. Where I am, so it's easy for me to wander downstairs and just uh, pick that one up on my way down to Helping Up Mission and take everything with me. So those will be available to you still for a few days for you to get your coats and clothes. And we still have that J.K. Dobbins canvas that is available to someone uh, to win. If you tweet me a picture of you bringing us your uh, coats and clothes and dropping them off, at Glenn Clark Radio uh, or Glenn uh, Clark Radio at gmail.com. Somebody is still going to be picked at random to be the winner of that J.K. Dobbins canvas, courtesy of Great Eights memorabilia. So all of that still on the table, still have time. We've got a lot of stuff, and we're grateful for all of it. And Drew and I are also going shopping on Sunday morning, thanks to Target and White Marsh, who is now partnering with us to give us a, 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 a deal to get a little bit more bang for that uh, $2,000 that you guys donated. So thank you to them. But, um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a wonderful thing. I can't say enough about everybody every year coming through for us, and I'm greatly appreciative of it. And um, thank you for helping us help Helping Up Mission. But you still have one more chance this weekend uh, to get out to our drop-off boxes and uh, drop stuff off in order to try to help us out. So thank you in advance for that. And just a couple minutes, Bo Smolka will join us. Press Box Ravens beat writer Bo Smolka stopped by last night with some stuff, and I appreciated that. It was very nice of Bo Smolka. Uh, later on in the show, our buddy Gary Stein is going to stop by the studio. He and I will yell at each other about whatever we're going to yell at each other about. Uh, we'll try to uh, stop in, do some other things during the course of the program. Um, I, 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 I don't know what to say. I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with. I, a lot of you got worked up by something that was written by Stephen Ruiz from The Ringer about the Ravens' offense and, again, him just deciding to do the it's all Greg Roman's fault bit. And Stephen Reese's greater point is the one that's more relevant. There is a relevant discussion point somewhere about the future of the Baltimore Ravens' offense. And I've talked about this a few times. And when you guys just want to scream and bitch and piss and moan about Greg Roman, um, you know, that you just... You, you don't listen to me because you think that I'm going defensive of Greg Roman, and I'm not doing that. I haven't done it once, and I won't do it. 
At some point, the Ravens have to sit down and decide what kind of offense they want to have moving forward in Baltimore. It won't be during the season. I mean, that was it's insane to think it was going to happen during the season. It's nuts. Y'all are wearing your crazy pants. But at the end of the year, most likely, the Ravens are going to have to sit down as an organization and decide what type of offense they want to have moving forward. And if what they want to do is similar to what they were trying to do this year and what they had done for the last couple of years, then they will almost certainly continue to have Greg Roman be their offensive coordinator. Almost undoubtedly, that will be the case because no one is better at doing that than Greg Roman is. If they decide that's not what they want to do, then they will almost certainly hire someone else to be their offensive coordinator because that's not what Greg Roman does. The issue that I have is trying to make this season, the story of this season, be about Greg Roman. And it's the the fallacy of this story that's written by Steven Ruiz, where at no point in this column in the ringer, and you can go read it today if you'd like, does he even address the fact that the Ravens don't have an NFL running back on their roster? He's got a lot of points that, that are interesting. He goes back to the way that the Titans defended the Ravens two years ago in the playoffs and some comments that Logan Ryan made. Now, why they're more relevant than, say, the first year and facing the Chargers, I don't know. He's just decided that that's the narrative that he wants to use. And why teams are deciding they can stack the box and it's no problem. And at no point does he say something along the lines of, and hey, it might also have something to do with the fact that there is literally zero fear that anyone has to have for these running backs. At no point does that come up. Imagine if you wrote a book report today about, the, the, the economy in 2021 and you decided not to include anything about the COVID-19 pandemic. You, you're asked, you have to do an assignment for someone and you are supposed to write about the state of the American economy in the year 2021 and at no point do you mention, hey, by the way, there's also been a pandemic. You write about a lot of other things and... They have some merit, but you choose to completely and blatantly ignore the thing. And that's what this is. Which is to say, there might still be merit to it. There might be. But you have to consider the variables. In solving for the equation, you have to figure out what the variables are. And one of the most massive variables, I mean the most massive variable facing the 2021 Baltimore Ravens is that they've been decimated. But specifically when it comes to this offense and a Greg Roman offense that they have been decimated at the running back position. They don't have one. And maybe part of that, again, if you think Latavius Murray and Devontae Freeman are better than what you've seen, 
I have no idea why you would feel that way. But you would address that. You would say, I think it's the Ravens' fault that Latavius Murray and Devontae Freeman aren't running running better. But that's not addressed either. Because it would require you to say Latavius Murray and Devontae Freeman are better than this, and you can't do that with a straight face. So when you write about this, or when you talk about it, you just have to ignore it. You just have to pretend it doesn't exist because it doesn't fit your narrative. The narrative is, I don't like Greg Roman. I need to find things that back me up. So I'm definitely not going to include all of the many plays in the Miami game where there was a wide-open receiver that Lamar Jackson didn't hit. I'm going to ignore that and simply say it's Greg Roman's fault that there wasn't a better plan for cover zero. Because my narrative, what I've decided, is that I don't like Greg Roman and I want this to be his fault. I want it to be that if there was just another offensive coordinator here, this would be vastly better. And ignore, blatantly ignore reality. And it's no different when Steven Ruiz does it than when you do it. He just has a bigger audience because he writes for The Ringer. When John Johnson says the same thing to his buddies sitting around the bar on a Tuesday night, or whatever it is, it's the same deal. I don't want to solve the problem. I want what I feel to be right. It's how we deal with politics in this country. It's how we deal with everything. I want to be right, so I want to tell you that I'm right. Solving the problem be damned. I'm right. Because I feel like I'm right. This feels truthful to me. And again, I read the whole thing. Because... I don't have a narrative I'm trying to fit. I'm not a sycophant for Greg Roman. I don't know if Greg Roman is what's best for the Baltimore Ravens, but I know damn well what's happened this season. It ain't that there's some magical three-year window where Greg Roman's clock expires, like that idiotic Steve Smith video that you guys are in love with so bad. It's that you don't have a running back. You can't run the ball. How hard is this? How far are we willing to go to ignore that? What are the depths that we're willing to dive to pretend like that's not a thing? For this particular writer, and I don't have any beef with this guy. I don't know him. But for this particular writer, it was to take clearly a lot of time during the course of a week lots of it to research and write a story and blatantly ignore the thing those are the depths you're willing to go to those depths to not even deal with it 
Why? I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, it, it, it's such a bigger... It, it exists uh, throughout culture. It exi- I'm, I'm right because I say I'm right. I, I can't... I, I'm sure there has been extensive research done on it, and I, I wish I could tell you more about it. I wish I was a psychologist. I wish I had... I, I, I even stayed at a Holiday Inn Express last night. I did not. I don't know where it comes from. And I'm not here to tell you you're wrong. I'm here to tell you I don't know and neither do you. But there's one thing we do know for certain. For certain. A big part of the problem is the Ravens don't have a running back. A massive part of the problem is that the Ravens don't have a running back. No teams have one getting this little production from their running backs. It is bat-ass bonkers that we try to ignore that. It is insanity. I feel like I need to check into a facility because I keep watching the... like. Some you guys are watching some other team. You're watching some other game. They can't run the ball. How is this hard? I I can spare you the hours that you spend writing these columns. I can spare you all of the time. I know the problem. Call on me. They can't run the ball they don't have a running back it probably doesn't help that their tackles can't block either but that's you know just part two of the equation we could at least start with part one and deal with it and address it and understand that this is what happens And at the end of the year, they sit down, they figure out what they want to be moving forward. And then your arguments about the merit of what an offense should look like with Lamar Jackson become relevant. I don't, I don't have that answer. I genuinely don't. And I'm, I'm not telling you that I, I do not know what the best direction forward is for Lamar Jackson. The argument, the best way of making the argument is, well, you could just do something different. Will that work? No idea. Certainly, there are plenty of things that we saw from Lamar Jackson as a passer this year that would make you say, yeah, you know, let's, let's air it out a little bit. There's a lot of things that you've seen that make you say, no, that's, that's crazy. What are you talking about? I don't know what the best path forward is for Lamar Jackson. Genuinely, I don't know that. The argument of just do something different for the sake of doing something different is... An argument, it's, it's a concept, it's an idea. And if you're willing to say that, I, d- I don't know, it's just my opinion. We could try something different. Okay, I'm listening. I'm listening. I, I, I am struggling with that. There would have been a greater argument for it, you know, maybe four five weeks ago. Of late... Perhaps you're seeing more of why the Ravens, in particular, don't want to see Lamar Jackson 
throw the ball 30 times a game? Perhaps you're getting those answers. I don't know. I, I don't know. Okay. I am... Um, I'm befuddled. I'm befuddled. I'm flummoxed. I'm whatever, you know, insert, insert word here. I'm all of those things when it comes to this conversation. I am... My mind is blown sometimes by it. There's an entire column in a national publication about the Ravens offense, and it doesn't mention the running backs. Not once. Uh, I give up. I give up. Today's show is brought to you by Window Nation. I, I know it's unseasonably warm at the moment, but it will get cold again. I promise you that. That's going to happen. It's December. It's going to get cold again. And before December is up, you should probably think about this offer that Window Nation has for you because when it gets cold, your energy bills are going to get higher. But for December only, Window Nation is offering you 50% off all-style windows and a house of windows for only $99 a month. Call them today, 866-90NATION, or visit windownation.com. Bo Smolka is our Pressbox Ravens beat writer. He's with us now here on GCR, as he is every Friday. Bo, good morning, and thank you again for coming out and joining us and bringing some coats and clothes for helping up Mission last night. I really appreciate it, sir. Oh, you're welcome. I got a lot to cover with you. I, I just... I, I want to do this and do it in the two-minute version because I've already lost my mind about it enough, and so I, I we'll just move on. I, I, the, the people that are trying to blame Greg Roman for where the Ravens are and their plate in 2021, I'll never – the disconnect I'll never understand, right? I, I just – they don't have a running back. They, the offensive line is, is in shambles. All that being said, do you have any sense for when they get to the end of the year – what they think the future is for the offense as a whole and what they want the offense to look like moving forward? It's a good question. I mean, I think, I think that what they, look, they, they would like to have J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards in that backfield. That's, that's for starters. Uh, and they obviously they expected to have Ronnie Stanley, an all-pro at left tackle. They, you know, they expect that, and then, they need, and then a capable – right tackle. It's been a problem all year. Greg Roman is a convenient punching bag. He always will be. Really, any offensive coordinator yes. offense that's struggling will be. Um, and I, I'm not going to absolve him. I think sometimes he, ha- you know, there are issues there. But to your point, I mean, this is a team that had to forge forward without any running backs that they expected to have on an offense that is centralized by the running game. Um but what they hope for looking forward, I, would, I think what they would like to have is a ground-based attack led by dynamic backs like J.K. Dobbins and a big complementary back in Gus Edwards, a quarterback in Lamar Jackson who can run and who can effectively throw, and an offensive line that can protect, and they've built the receiver group for that to work. So I think that's what they envision. There's a lot of things that are missing from that, including Jackson's play, quite frankly, but that's, I think, what they envision. I mean, I, I, you know, and, and again, is, is, is there a level at which they just don't, there's a different fit there? I don't know. I don't know. I don't have those conversations. And I think it's something I have to think, sit down and think about, right? I think at the end of the year, they're going to have to sit down and, and have a bigger picture about um, what the offense looks like moving forward. But, um, 
yes, it, it clearly they intended for this offense, Bo, to involve all of those things that it doesn't. That being said, it, you know, well, to just interrupt, yeah. sorry. Yeah. The um, it 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 will be very interesting for them to make. They're going to have to make some calculated um assessments and not gambles, maybe, but calculated determinations on what's J.K. Dobbins going to look like when he comes back. Right? They thought Ronnie Stanley was going to look like something, and he didn't. And 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 then that changed everything. So. If they go into the next season on the assumption that they're going to have a 100% J.K. Dobbins, does that set it up one way? And if Dobbins comes back at 70% for the first six weeks or 10 weeks, does that change things? So it's hard for them to – and they, frankly, they're going to have the same question asked at defensive back. I mean, I don't know what they're going to do there. They have two star defensive backs coming off major injuries. They have to assess how – where will they be come September? And I think those are really tough questions to have because they can't answer them right now. Right, no question. Bo, that being said, there are still games to be played this year, and there are still lots of concerns. Um, I guess the most glaring and obvious one at the moment is it certainly does not appear likely at the moment that Lamar Jackson is going to play on Sunday. I, I guess the way we say this is – well, hell, if he practices today, then he probably will play, right? Like, does this really essentially come down to either he's out on the practice field today or he's not, and we probably have our answer at that point? Well, I'm, I would almost bet they will list him as questionable because they don't want to tip their hand to the Packers, but I, I, would, be, I would be very surprised if he plays on Sunday. Um, it, I mean, if he practices today, he'll have a light walkthrough workout. We can we can assume he's not at nearly 100% if he practices at all today. Um, and then the question is, are you going to put him out there at less than 100% with a hurting offensive line, with the Bengals game looming next week? Um, it, it, there's a lot of reasons not to do that. So I I would be very surprised if he plays, and I don't I don't think we'll see him out there today either. Yeah, and that's the sense that I've gotten as the week has gone on as well. What we saw from Tyler Huntley says, you know, there's there's some there's definitely good. I mean, certainly based on the level of expectation, there's certainly good. But unfortunately, the part because you you know you want to root for a guy and it's sort of a scrappy underdog story. There was a lot of bad too that we kind of want to you know a lot of fans just sort of want to ignore and pretend like it didn't exist. And you know, he turned the ball over as much as he did and and miss as many open throws, you know, whoever the quarterback is, it's going to be very difficult to beat the Green Bay Packers if you do those things on Sunday. Well, that's absolutely right. Uh, I think he did show some good things. He got the ball out quickly. That's one thing we've been talking about. Lamar Jackson taking sacks because he's not getting rid of the ball. Uh, Tyler Huntley got the ball out quickly, and he made some really nice throws. The throws down for the fourth down throw to Bateman was a great throw. Yeah, it was incredible. And a great play by Bateman. Um, so and so he did make some good throws. To me, the biggest issue with him is the ball security. He has three fumbles in two games, and and you know he gets strip sacked by Miles Garrett, and that could happen. Villanueva got beat on that play, but the other one was a real problem because he's just carrying the ball loose. And you know this is the NFL where defensive linemen can catch you from behind if you're not careful. And he's looking downfield. He's a little slow. He's holding the ball loose, and he gets hit from behind. Every defensive lineman practices that exact yep. play. Yep. And that he needs to be aware of that because it happened. He's now lost three fumbles, or he's fumbled three times in two games. So that is the biggest issue, right? They have to absolutely play a turnover-free game uh, if they're going to compete with the Packers. And that's that, that. I mean, let's face it. They're going to need to score some points, we can assume, unless the Packers have a very subpar day. Um Going against a Ravens beat up defense, it's not ideal. So the offense is going to ill afford any turnover. So I think there was a lot to like about Tyler Huntley. He is right now, 
he's a backup quarterback in this league. In theory, he's a step down from your starter. Um, but he, he did show some, and you'd like to think the more he plays, the better he'll get. So I'll give him credit for coming in on, you know, on no preparation this time and, you know, feeling it out. He got, he got in the, he had the fumble touchdown early and then second half he played well, pretty well and, and got the team back in the game. He's press box Ravens beat writer, Bo Smolka. He's with us here on GCR. Bo, um, you know, in, in dealing, there's so much here because I want to talk to you about who's going to play, who's not going to play, the whole situation. And, and part of it is, obviously, new rules were put in place yesterday by the NFL. And do we have a full grasp on what that means for, say, you know, a Chuck Clark um, that, who tested or who is on the COVID list, right? Do we know exactly what this now means for players moving forward? Because the sense that I'm getting is that there are scenarios where vaccinated players could test positive and and be back within days now based on how these rules have changed. Yeah, it's very interesting because, like, I, I've said for a month now that once these testings, once these things, the league was adamant that this year there would be no cancellations, there would be no reschedulings. We are going to plow ahead with these season. If a team can't field a team, they will forfeit. Or they don't forfeits. The only other option is to move the goalposts, and that's what they've done here with this uh, change in the protocols. My sense is, and I'm listening to the um, NFL's chief medical officer yesterday, my sense is their belief and their contention is asymptomatic players, and I, I can't, I'm not going to pretend to try to repeat the science, but asymptomatic players uh, get some sort of reading and, it, and, and they can, they've made the conclusion that this means they are not likely to be transmitting the virus. It, to me, it looks like a convenient way to try to get people on the field, quite frankly. Um, but that's what the NFL wants. They want their players on the field, and, and they're going to barrel forward with their schedule. I, t- in terms of Chuck Clark or, for example, the Cleveland Browns, who have like 20 guys on the list, the Rams have 25, um, those teams are obviously in a much more precarious situation right. and are really hoping these new rules will help them. I don't have any sense of the Chuck Clark situation. Just went on yesterday, but I believe if he's vaccinated, I do believe there would be a chance he could flip around and be playing Sunday. Which would be obviously significant, considering, you know, how many other guys are missing at this point, Bo Smolka. Uh, it'd be helpful to have the guy that, you know, calls the plays and wears the dot on the helmet. It'd be nice to have that guy on the field for the Baltimore Ravens, if possible, on Sunday. Um, but besides that, as far as the injury stuff is concerned, it looks like, you know, th- there had maybe been some good news on Wednesday that turned into bad news yesterday with a couple of guys, namely Nick Boyle, correct? Yeah, you know, Nick Boyle is a guy that, I mean, that he came back. They were really excited for him to come back. And after that major knee injury, he played, I think, 30 snaps in the first time he was back on the field. Then he only played 10. He clearly wasn't, something wasn't quite right with him. But I, I just don't think he's quite right yet. And we watched him, uh, you know, we're only allowed to see the first 15 minutes or so of practice. And he just looks, he just looks like he's not running. He's not moving well. So it's hard. It's hard to. You know, he's, he's clearly not where he wants to be. Um, he's, I don't think he's anywhere near 100%, so he's still trying to work back on that knee. And, of course, they haven't had Patrick Ricard out there either. And those two guys, were they were big, big – they were missing them badly against the Browns because they would love to have those two guys just create a little more interference for those edge rushers and, and be a little more physical than they didn't have either of them. The other thing with this team this week is, I mean, their offensive line has really been a mess this week. Ben Powers, who started every game at guard, hasn't practiced this week with a foot injury. 
Tyree Phillips hasn't practiced. He was filling in for Patrick McCarry at right tackle. McCarry's been limited. He's been out there a little bit, but he's limited. So Villanueva didn't practice the last two days. So they literally only had five five uh, linemen in practice the other day that weren't on the practice squad. It, it's it's kind of we don't know what it's going to look like on Sunday. But on the, on top of the fact that you don't have Ricard or pop, likely Boyle, now you you have three offensive linemen not practicing. So and the quarterback, and that's just on the offense. That doesn't even get to the defense. So it is not an ideal situation they're in right now, and it's we've talked before. It's somewhat remarkable that here they are still a game ahead of everyone else in their division. It really is. I mean, it, it truly is unbelievable, Bo, that, that everything we're talking about, we're still talking about a team that controls their own destiny uh, in order to, to, to get into the postseason, although it's, it's precarious, of course, given what is in front of them. Um, I, I guess, Bo, I'm, I'm, I'm doing this a lot when we have, um, you know, we, we, we talk to people from the opposing city all throughout the year, and, and I give them the same question typically the other way because normally the Ravens have been favored. What is the roadmap? You, you sort of alluded to it a little bit. Um, they're going to have to score points. They can't turn the ball over. What is the roadmap of the Ravens having a chance to win this game against the Packers on Sunday? You know, I, I think the two biggest things are um, limit the number of possessions, shorten the game and they've done that in the past when they've been able to sustain drives but to sustain drives you have to be able to run the ball and you have to convert on third down and those things are they haven't done well this year some people think the Ravens should spread out go up tempo try to just move they think Huntley will work better in an up tempo situation I think it does look comfortable up tempo that might not necessarily slow the game down I personally think if you could run the ball you slow the game down you try to limit the number of possessions and you just and I think you hope for a big kind of game changing special teams play, whether it's a kick return, whether it's a block punt for a touchdown, something like that. Um, I think you certainly don't want to get in a game where both Aaron Rodgers and Tyler Huntley have the ball, say, twelve times each, because that's I don't think you're going to win a shootout that way. Right. Um, so I think you want to limit possessions, but like I said, that requires you to be able to run the ball and convert on third down, and those are two things the Ravens have not done well this year. Well, other than all that, uh, nice easy one on Sunday, other than all that. Hey, if you've not picked it up yet, it is available now. The new print issue of PressBox, it is our annual best of issue. And right there on the cover, you see our Mo Gabba Sports Person of the Year, uh, Justin Tucker. And Bo Smolka wrote our cover story this month and did a really tremendous job. Bo, um, it, it's interesting, right, because you, you're sort of given the assignment of something like this and in a way, you're writing about Justin Tucker, but you're also sort of responsible for ex- explaining why it is that a bunch of other people had this opinion that he's deserving of being the sports person of the year of anyone in this community. Um, it's, it's saying, I think you did a tremendous job on it. Can you take me through how you went about um, putting this together and, and what your thought was when you were tasked with this assignment to, to, to write about Justin Tucker as sports person of the year? Yeah, thank you. So my thought was, and and when I was first asked about doing it, of course, look, he's a great kicker. He's probably the best kicker ever. He made the historic 66-yard field goal. But you sit there and say, well, the sports person of the year is probably not named off of one specific play in one specific game over the course of an entire year. And, and particularly, Bo, I if I, if I could, I, if I could, particularly because we put Mo Gabba's name attached to it as well. That makes it so much more, right? It's... Yes, right? So I, I go back to a day, and I mentioned this in the story, 
I had the visiting media to my left, and one of the Tennessee reporters um, looked down into the lower bowl before the game. He said, oh, my gosh, there's another Tucker jersey. You never see kicker jerseys anywhere else. And that always struck me that how kind of connected Tucker is to the community. But then when I started working on the story, I started to say, okay, this isn't just a great kicker story. What makes this a Baltimore story? What makes it Baltimore? Because that's what the, the sports person of the year is about Baltimore. It's not just about a kicker or a great kicker. So how does, how does Justin Tucker connect to Baltimore? That was kind of the underlying thread I went through as I'm working on this. And I know he does the, in the off season, he tweets out, I'm going to be working out at Patterson Park yeah. or at Meadowwood and come on and help me kick. Now he didn't last year because of the pandemic. He did tell me that, and I didn't get to put this in the story. He said, you know, Assuming the assuming the COVID is fading away, which we'll see, but he hopes to restart that this year. He loves connecting with people that way. So going to parks and kicking with people. When he won that um, talent show on TV, he won a fifty thousand dollar prize, and he donated the money to the Baltimore School for the Arts. And when he went down to present the check for that, he did voice lessons with students. And he and his wife came back later that year to go to the Nutcracker. And the woman told me they're coming back next week to go again. And um, so he's made several visits to Baltimore School of the Arts. She said that he's always donating gear and merch for auctions and stuff that they have. So they feel very connected with him. So it was it was kind of like that. Like he's and then uh, and then at the game the other night, they happened to have him on the jumbotron during the national anthem, and I see him belt out this "O" oh, during the national anthem. Mm. I mean, so for a guy from Texas. He's really connected in Baltimore, and so that was the heart of what we tried to accomplish. Uh, it's such a great point. He's regularly wearing Orioles gear out when he does things, um, and and I and I think he did a tremendous job of, of conveying exactly that connection that has been created, and it's unparalleled, right? Like, and 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 I thought it was great that you talked to Morton Anderson. The, the greatest kickers of all time before Justin Tucker did not share this relationship with the city. They they were not. This is it is truly unparalleled. Um, how relevant he is as a kicker in a city. There's just no comparison to it that we've ever seen before that someone that, that kicks a football is this beloved and this much the fabric of a city the way that Justin Tucker is. Right, and I mean, and he's a kid from Texas who's, who's made it here, and he's told me he hoped to do it here for a long time, and I'm sure that he signed through 2023, yeah. so that will come up again. But it's hard to imagine them letting him get out of no, town. No question. All right, go pick that up today at your neighborhood Royal Farms, any of the hundreds of locations around town where you find it. Or you can read it at PressBoxOnline.com. At B. Smolka is how you follow him. Bo, we'll see. We haven't fi- finalized our schedule for next week yet. If I don't talk to you, have a, a very Merry Christmas, pal. But uh, hopefully we'll figure out a way to make it work. Appreciate you as always. And thank you again for uh, making a donation with us last night. It really means a lot to me, sir. Oh, you're welcome, Glenn. Take care. Bo Smolka, Pressbox Ravens beat writer, joining us here on GCR. Appreciate him doing that. Mobile One, full synthetic motor oil, helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Loop service center. Ask for Mobile One. Still to come this morning, we're going to go out to Green Bay. We'll uh, find out a little bit more about the Packers. Uh, Gary Stein is going to stop by the studio as well. I'm excited about that. Love me some Gary Stein, although he and I were screaming at each other the other night, so we'll see how that goes. That's all on the way. It is a Friday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. 
The latest issue of Press Box is available now, and it's our very special annual Best of Issue. On the cover, we celebrate Justin Tucker as our Mo Gabba Sports Person of the Year, honoring his historic on-field achievements, but also the unprecedented relationship he shared with Baltimore. Inside, we recognize the top people, performances, and moments of 2021, including Cedric Mullins' incredible season and the dominance of local Paralympic athletes. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores. And you can always find the entire edition, as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. Glory Days Grill's winter seasonal menu is back with comfort classics like their house-made meatloaf and short rib grilled cheese. It also features the center-cut sirloin with grilled shrimp, the char-grilled pork tenderloin, grilled meatloaf sandwich, smoky thigh wings with Alabama barbecue sauce, and a Brussels and bacon appetizer. All of these items pair well with Devil's Backbone 8-point IPA or their anniversary IPA brewed by Devil's Backbone. And try their seasonal cocktails, Blood Orange Burger, Bourbon Cider, Apple Ginger Mule, and Captain's Hot Cider. Find out more and get your order in today at glorydaysgrill.com. Great food, good sports. Window Depot Baltimore provides the highest quality Pro-Via windows, doors, and siding for all budgets. The best is finally affordable. Call them today for a free in-home consultation at 410-941-3499. They also offer Zoom and FaceTime consultations in an effort to practice social distancing. A proud sponsor of the Tyus Bowser Show, you can find out more at windowdepotbaltimore.com. <laughs> I've driven my tractor trailer millions of miles, and I've seen it all. The next time you change lanes when driving, remember, because of the sheer weight and size of my truck, I'm not able to stop quickly if you cut me off and brake suddenly. One wrong decision could change our lives forever. Trucks need room to stop. Don't cut it close. Brought to you by the Maryland Department of Transportation State Highway Administration. Looking for a simple holiday meal? Try Chick-fil-A Catering. From Chick-fil-A nuggets to mac and cheese, enjoy a variety of tray options sized perfectly for your get-together. Order through the Chick-fil-A app and bring smiles to your family gathering. Availability and order requirements vary. See restaurant for details. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a wide range of models and trim lines. You can choose the perfect Toyota to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. Day. We can't imagine why you'd want to, but you can watch GCR live. It's at facebook.com slash pressboxsports. And try to guess whether these guys are wearing any pants. If you missed it earlier in the week, Stan the Fan Charles and Ross Grimsley had a great conversation. They caught up with Tim Kirkchen, who's getting ready to uh, go into the Hall of Fame next summer in Cooperstown. So you should go check that out right now, facebook.com slash pressboxsports. Uh, you can click on the videos tab, or you can go to pressboxonline.com slash video. I had to change some other scheduling uh, this week. Uh, Stan uh, did, so um, he'll be telling you more in the next couple of days about his schedule for Facebook Live, but it is what it is. A and that's sort of something that I want to address right now, and I, I hate the fact that this is where we are, um, and, I and I hope that this is just a, a momentary thing. The, the schedule is what it is, but those are words we're going to be having to say a lot more because... That's the reality of the circumstances. And the NFL is apparently pretty hell-bent about not moving games, right? The NFL has made it clear they don't have any interest in moving games right now. They've scheduled the games, and, you know, no matter how many 
guys are going on COVID lists, anything along those lines, they're gonna they want to play the games, and that's fine, and I and I get that, and that's their prerogative, and I think for the most part, that's what everybody wants to be the case. But we're gonna have to start dealing with the fact that it looks like for a little while it might not be as easy as that. It's unfortunate, but it's the reality. The reality is that there's going to be serious impacts probably to all of our lives in the coming weeks. I'll give you an example. 30 minutes ago, I started the show, or 40 minutes ago now, I started the show by telling you all that we're going to be taking our coats and clothes to Helping Up Mission on Monday. In the 40 minutes since that happened, I found out that we will not be able to do that. Which doesn't mean we're not going to get them there. We're going to get them there. We're just going to have to wait a little bit in order to do it. And I don't think it would take a rocket scientist for you to figure out why that might be the case. Unfortunately, circumstances beyond our control have dictated that they just can't have other people come to helping up on Monday. That's That sucks. I mean, it sucks because we're trying to do something good, right? We're trying to help the community, and we want badly to, to help these people. And we're going to. I want to make that very clear. This is just a momentary, momentary pause. All of the coats you've collected, all the things you've done, all the money you donated, it's still, I promise you, it's still going to go there. I promise you that's still going to be the case. But... It's just not going to be on Monday, and probably not before Christmas, hopefully before the new year. I hope that's the case. As I told you, we got to postpone the Tyus Bowser show. It is not our intention for this to be something that's going to be delayed by months and ultimately canceled. It's our hope that we're going to be able to do it. College basketball is already feeling significant impact. There were supposed to be two games in Vegas tomorrow. One was going to be Kentucky, Ohio State. The other was going to be North Carolina, UCLA. Well, Ohio State and UCLA are out, so they're just going to play one game. Kentucky and North Carolina, apparently. Good game. A lot of people be interested in it. Loyola is going to travel down to Duke tomorrow because Duke lost their opponent. I think it was Cleveland State. So Loyola said, all right, we'll go, we'll go take that game. But what that means is they got to cancel a game they were supposed to play Tuesday night against Goucher. There's going to be more. And there's going to be more in your life and there's going to be more in our lives. And I get it. We're tired. We're fatigued. I am feeling that as much as anyone is feeling it. I am sick of this. And for many of us for whom, you know, like games being played equals work equals money that we're making we're concerned about it and rightfully so i'm concerned about it i mean i i broadcast games for a living in part part of my living part of my living is doing this part of my you know but part of it is i broadcast games and so i'm concerned the idea that we're trending towards there being more cancellations of games something along those lines it's problematic nothing good comes from that and this is where everybody starts throwing out their own theories. And this is the dangerous part. This is much like what I, it's, it's not, it's far more serious than talking about the, the Ravens offensive coordinator. But it's the thing where everybody thinks they know. I think I know. I feel like I know. So I know. And everybody's got their opinion. I don't know what the correct answer is. 
I understand fatigue, and I understand that at some point, and I said this at the beginning of the original pandemic, whatever you think I am politically, I'm not. I have varying opinions about many things. And I said then, you can't leave an economy shut down for very long. It, the, the effects of that are overwhelming. I, I, I understand. I don't want to get, I don't want to be reckless. I don't want to get this Omicron variant. Or if it's still ramifications, the Delta variant. And even if I, a thrice vaccinated man, Hell, I'd, I'd, if they let me, I'd go get another one. I don't want to share it with somebody who's at more risk than I am. I'm not uh, in peak physical condition, but I'm in decent shape. I'm, I have very few risks involved personally. It's not really going to impact me all that much if I get COVID, likely, based on everything that we know. Or frankly, if I've already had it and I just didn't know. Because it's so unlikely to affect me. But I don't want to share it with other people who are at risk. Because, you know, I'm not an a-hole. I like to hope. At least in this sense, I'm not an a-hole. There are plenty of other people that probably think I am. That being said, I also get it. I, I get your fatigue. I get that having uh, the University of Maryland canceled their uh, commencement activities. That sucks. And it feels like that shouldn't just be the answer. You're not wrong. It feels like there should be something else that can be done than simply canceling commencement activities for students that have worked their ass off in order to get to this point. I don't disagree with you. Now, we'll stop when we get to like the name calling and the shame on you and all that stuff. Because again, it's not the University of Maryland's fault that positive cases have spiked so much of late i don't have an answer it might be the name new name of the show we should look into that i don't have an answer is the new name of the show i don't have an answer it sucks i hate it it's impacting me it's impacting our attempts to do charity work We're still going to probably take the box. By the way, for the record, uh, just related to that, we're still probably going to pick up the boxes this weekend just because it's, it's a lot to ask these businesses to, to continue to leave space. And, um, you know, I, I, if, if you can't get it out, it, you can still bring your donations to me now, if, next week. It looks like it's going to be at least a week or two before we'll be able to take them down. So the, the new update is you can get them to me. If, if you can't get them out this weekend to one of the drop-off boxes, get them out to me. We're still going to pick up drop-off boxes this weekend. I, I'm, I'm reasonably certain of that. Um, but this is, this is what happens. And I'm not blaming anybody. I've shared my opinion. I think you should get vaccinated. I think there is a very small number of you that actually shouldn't get vaccinated. I think the number is so remotely small, it's almost not even worth discussing. You know who you are, and you don't, you don't need to make a stink about it because it's that simple. And you can just say, look, I literally cannot. But the rest of you, you know, you could. You just don't want to for whatever reason. It's a political statement to you. It's whatever it is. You just don't want to. I think there are people that are genuinely afraid of things that, that are irrational. A lot of people are afraid of things irrationally. And that's tough, and I'm... I'm 
I, I try to say this as genuinely as I possibly can. I, fe- I have not sympathy, no sympathy, but empathy for that. But a lot of us have to face our fears. I couldn't sleep the night that I jumped out of a plane. I literally could not sleep. I had a panic attack. But I wanted to face a fear. I jumped out of a plane. I think a lot of you probably have irrational fears about needles or whatever it is. You've got to be able to, willing to face that. It's not going to solve everything. We know that. But it's also undeniable at this point that it helps. If you're looking for one thing that you can do to make everything go away, I got bad news. It's not happening. And it sucks, and I wish it could. But my opinion is that we should all get vaccinated. I'm not blaming you, if you're not, for the fact that we're in this position. Because it's not your fault that this virus started. And your cousin who doesn't believe in vaccinations didn't start a virus. Their life was their life before this virus came into play. But this is the reality. And it's going to be like this probably for a little while. I mean, it's, it sucks. It's unfortunate. And we'll do our best to make it work, and we'll do our best as society to figure it out, but this is the reality that we're dealing with. And it might lead to football games at some point. I mean, Baker Mayfield went off on Twitter yesterday, and I, I don't know, does he have a point? Maybe? Maybe? I, it's weird because we haven't dealt with it yet this year. A year ago, there was sort of a, hey, we all got – in order to do this, we all got to agree to be flexible. If there's going to be a football season, we all have to agree there's going to need to be flexibility to it. We got we to gotta deal with that. And when the Titans had an outbreak, they moved some things around. And the Ravens had an outbreak, they moved some things around. And it was sort of understandable. Do you want football or not? If you want football, you got to deal with this. You got to deal with the fact that there's going to be stuff happening and you're going to have to play a game sometimes on a Tuesday or a Wednesday or whatever it is in order to make it work, in order for you to have football. And we were all in a different place at that point. Like we'd all been stuck inside our houses. We were all like, yeah, okay, like we'll do what we got to do in order to get football. This year, a year later, the thought would be, hey, let's try to have a normal season, put some people in the stands, the whole deal. And so they don't want to do it. They don't want to move games. But is there something to be said? There might be. We don't have sympathy for the Browns because the Ravens are dealing with 600 injuries. But if there is an ability to get through an outbreak, move a game two days and play it on Monday and allow for an... Instead of sending out practice squad players or worse, guys that shouldn't be in the NFL to actually have, if two days is the difference in being able to put actual football players on the field, there might be a point there. Remember what I said the other day? I'll never want to watch Tyler Huntley and Jordan Love. How great was that football game last night? How much fun was it to sit and watch Justin Herbert go toe-to-toe with Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, other than for those of us that, that bet the Chargers. And I do want a congressional investigation into this because if you bet soccer, right, they just stop the score at the end of regulation. So if you bet Italy to cover and they're favored by uh, a half a goal and it finishes 1-1 at the end of regulation, you lose your bet even if they score twice in extra time and they win 3-1. to You lose your bet. They stop it at the end of regulation. So I want a congressional investigation into this. 
I think I get the point last night for the Chargers because at the end of 60 minutes, it was it was zero, it was tied. They covered. They covered at the end of 60 minutes last night. So I want I want let's not cash any tickets. Let's hold all tickets. Let's let Congress have a say in this. Let's get it. If we got to go to the Supreme Court, we'll go to the Supreme Court. I think I should be able to cash my ticket on a Chargers cover last night. I am uh, I'm, I'm facing a guy who has Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. You got bad news. In fantasy. You got bad news. A, a portion of the way into the fourth quarter, I was, only, I was only down 35 yeah, nothing. probably feeling decent about it. By yeah. the end of the game, I was down 84 to yep. nothing. Not great. Not great. Very upset. <sighs> Hell of a football game, though. It was, great game. I mean, it... Look, I get it. There were a lot of points that were left on the board, and there's a lot of things you can go back. I'm sure today they're having a field day. Whoever many Chargers fans there are in L.A., they're having a seven. they're having a field day. Those all seven of them are getting together and screaming about the decisions um, that were made by uh, uh, Carney and and the points that were left on the board, either via fourth down situations or obviously the fumble down at the goal line. There were a lot more points. The Chargers should should probably have covered that game easily, although in fairness, the Chiefs also left a touchdown on the board when they failed in fourth and uh, one from the two or whatever it was. So the Chargers probably should have won that football game last night, but they didn't, and instead it was wildly entertaining. We all got to sit back at home last night and be wildly entertained by a football game. You know what we're unlikely to be wildly entertained by? Nick Mullins playing football. It's very unlikely. And you can insert your own joke here, like, are we really going to be wildly entertained by Maker Mayfield? I get it. I understand what you're saying. But let's just flop it out for last night. If the story of last night was that the Chargers are going to be down to their third-string quarterback, don't know who that is. Might be Paul. Not sure. I can throw a little. Mm. A little. I got a pretty solid arm. You're going to run into the danger that we have with the last producer. You're going to oversell yourself. I throw a, a baseball far better than a football, but I can throw decently. How far do you think you could throw a football on a spiral? On a spiral? Yeah. Like 40 yards, 45 I, yards? I don't believe you. I don't believe you could actually throw a spiral 40 to 50 yards. A spiral. I think I could. Not a wobbler. Not one that starts as a spiral and comes apart. Do I get to warm up? You get three throws. You get three throws to warm up. And then the fourth throw is the... The fourth throw is the one that counts. I think I can do it. I don't believe you, but I'm willing... This is what... I never let Kyle try to prove himself just because I didn't care all that much. (laughs) Fair But uh, if things start getting canceled again, if we we get to a point where there aren't sports, we might be doing this. (laughs) That's what I would say. If we got to go through this period where everything... Like, it gets that bad again, and I don't think it will. I really don't believe that's going to be the case. Um, But if we do, we're going to start doing this stuff because we... It's going to be difficult to go through this again. Uh, just two years removed, from, or not even two years removed from the last time we went through it. Um, the point being, I don't want to watch that. And so if the difference really is a couple of days, if by saying, hey, we don't have to play this game on Saturday, we could play it on Monday, and that might allow for there to be a more representative NFL team on the field instead of the XFL team that we might have to put out there otherwise, Baker Mayfield, as much as we don't like him and as much as we don't have any sympathy for them, might have a point. The idea that we're being slaves to a game time might not be beneficial to football fandom as a whole. So I might be inclined to listen. 
Now, it sucks because you sort of plan your day around wanting to, you know, people are planning on going to that football game. They bought tickets. They might be traveling the whole thing. That makes it very tough. Again, a year ago, it was easier when there weren't going to be fans in the stands or when that number of fans was so small to say, hey, look, we, we got to move the game. It's what it is. We got to move the game. You're dealing with, is the game in Vegas or is it in Cleveland? I don't even remember. It's in Cleveland, I believe. There probably are a number of Raiders fans who are traveling to Cleveland for the game. And if you decide very last minute that you're moving the game to Monday, that's a problem. That's a problem for them. Logistical nightmare for them. I, I, I don't, again, this is where I don't have the correct answer. And I think anybody pretending like there is a correct answer, it's, uh, you're wrong. There's no correct answer for how you go about handling this. I, I think my answer at this point, I guess a day out, you don't. You probably don't have a choice. A day out, you probably don't have a choice. Two days ago, you probably did. There's probably enough time for you to say, hey, if you're planning on traveling to Cleveland for this game, you might want to make alternate plans. We might be moving it. And so I think I would try to get ahead of it as much as I possibly could. I, it's, that's what I think I would do. I also think I still need that in a congressional investigation in the last night. I don't get it. Why can soccer, why does soccer end after 90 minutes and you grade the bets then, but football does not? I want, get somebody on the phone. Call a congressman. We, I have friends with people. Call them. I want to know how it is that soccer grades itself after 90 minutes. It's just over. Extra time be damned. Well, why How is soccer, that allowed? Well, why does soccer even have extra time? Well, in the knockout rounds of a tournament, you have to have extra time. you got to determine who's going to win. Not everywhere is there extra time. I think if you play a friendly, for example, there won't be extra time. But in the Euro this summer, when I bet Italy against whoever the F they were playing, and I was celebrating because they scored two goals in extra time, and I was doing roundhouse kicks all over the place, <laughs> I found out... That's apparently not how they grade their bets. For some stupid reason, they grade them after 90 minutes. Okay, fine. But if that's the case for that, it should be the case everywhere. Grade it at the end of regulation or grade it at the end of the game. One way or the other, I don't give a rat's ass. But we need Congress on this. We need someone. There, this doesn't make sense. We need justice. Um, we need... I don't, I don't want to use the word reparations because that's not a good word to use, but I, something. I, you owe me something. I finished second in a lot of my bets recently. <laughs> I've, I've had a, a run of silver medals of late. Second place finish. Runners-up. I've picked the runners-up in a good number of games of late. If you ain't first, I, you're last. It's not true. There's plenty of uh, we, even even uh, Reese Bobby admitted that <laughs> he was high when he said that. There are plenty of you could, Hell, be, you could be fifth. Correct. And I didn't finish in fifth. My team finished in second last night. Fortunately, they just needed to finish in first. Hour number one of today's show is in the books. It's been brought to you by your Baltimore area Chick Fil A restaurants. If you're looking for a simple holiday meal. Ooh, try Chick-fil-A catering from Chick-fil-A Nuggets to mac and cheese. Enjoy a variety of tray options sized perfectly for your get-together. Order through the Chick-fil-A app and bring smiles to your family gathering. Availability and order requirements vary. See restaurant for details. It is a Friday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. 
Sports fans, the wait is over. The all-new FanDuel Sportsbook is now open at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. This is your chance to win big right in your own backyard. Bet on every sport with self-service kiosks and watch all of the action from the best seat in the house. Make every moment more at the all-new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgamblinghelp.org. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Hey, it's Glenn Clark for Window Nation. Cold weather has arrived, and that means one thing, higher energy bills. But the good news is that Window Nation is here to help. For a limited time, get 50% off all style windows, bays, bows, double hung, and sliders, plus a house of windows for only $99 a month. Rising natural gas prices are affecting everyone, but new Window Nation windows can help. Get 50% off any style window and a house of windows for only only $99 a month. Call Window Nation today at 866-90NATION or go online at windownation.com. That's December only. Tell them Glenn Clark sent you. From all of the biggest games to the smallest events, make every bet worth your while at MyBookie. Start by doubling your first deposit instantly with MyBookie's first deposit bonus up to $1,000. Double your money before you even place a bet, and all you have to do is sign up and deposit using the exclusive promo code PRESSBOX at MyBookie.ag. If your first deposit is $100, MyBookie adds $100 so you can start with $200 to play with. If your first deposit is $1,000, MyBookie adds $1,000 so you can start with $2,000 to play with. With tons of great games and prop bets to take advantage of this week, there is truly something for everyone. Don't wait any longer. Head to MyBookie today to redeem your double deposit bonus so you can start winning big today. That's promo code PRESSBOX to receive double your first deposit instantly in your account. No hassle, no wait. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. Duffy's Garage is a family-owned and operated car care facility in beautiful Baldwin, Maryland. An authorized Maryland inspection station and Napa Pro Care Center with ASE certified techs. Tell them that Glenn Clark sent you and receive 10% off your service with a max discount of $150. You gotta trust where you take your car, so take it to where I take mine. Duffy's Garage in Baldwin. Duffy'sGarageMD.com Stay tuned. Your chance to win a million dollars is coming up. Probably not from us. You're listening to Glenn Clark Radio. All right, back in here on GCRs. <laughs> I'm dealing with so many things, like just away from it, it's what the segment we just did was all about. Like I'm dealing with so many things, things that we have to reschedule now, things we're having to like work with on the fly and try to figure out solutions. But hey, man, you know it. It happens. There are people with real problems, and um, and we're gonna do our best to work with all the circumstances. We do believe we have a date. For the for the rescheduled Tyus Bowser show, we just want to get some final details. But in in talking with Tyus and some of the parties involved, we are I am certain that there will be mm-hmm, not let me not use that word not certain. I feel very good. As I mentioned earlier, if you missed it, we are postponing next Tuesday's Tyus Bowser show, given everything that's going on at the moment, and we feel very good about another date 
that will work. We're just trying to get everything into place to make sure we can do it in a way that fits with guidelines and understanding what the NFL now is expecting from players and teams. We're just working on that. It might very well be that if we do it, we have to ask you all to wear a mask. I I get it. A lot of you are mask fatigued. I feel like if you want to meet one of your favorite players, it's the smallest thing you could possibly do is wear a mask in order to do it. So that's what we're working on, but we believe we have a date that will work, and I will be giving you more of those details next week for what will be the rescheduled final final Tyus Bowser show of the season. But we do feel very good about that. Tyus is an amazing partner. I'm grateful for him, grateful for everybody that uh, that's involved, my bookie and Window Depot Baltimore, windowdepotbaltimore.com, Duffy's Garage in Baldwin, duffysgaragemd.com, press box and grade eights memorabilia for making that happen. In the hour number two of today's show, it's brought to you by, uh, you know, Glory Days Grill, where we were last night. You know what? I made a mistake. I, I am, I, you know, when I do one of these events, I'm going, I'm saying hello to people, shaking hands, kissing babies, the whole deal, right? And I just, I forget. And at one point, Martha from Helping Up Mission came out. Thank you to Martha from Helping Up who came out to, to help us out last night. And she was like, hey, did you want to order food? And I was like, I, I do. I do want to order food. She's like, well, she came by and asked if, if you wanted food. And I was like, oh, I definitely want food. And I just sort of blanked and like forgot that I wanted to order something new to try the new items on the menu, right? And I just went to one of my go-tos at Glory Days Grill, which is they have this, um, uh, it, it's a combo burger of, um, of short rib and Angus, and it's, just, it's unreal. It's just an unreal burger. And I've ordered it a million times. And I was just like, yeah, just give me that, right? Because I'm at Glory Days and, like, you know, your brain's moving around. And it was delicious, of course. It was wonderful. But I just, I regret it afterwards. I was like, damn it, I wanted to try one of the new menu items. So that just means I need to go to Glory Days again, which is no problem. I am totally for that. Uh, Glory Days has this incredible seasonal menu for the winter featuring all of their uh, comfort food classics. The short rib grilled cheese. The smoky thigh wings with the Alabama barbecue sauce. Uh, Andrew Skalski, one of our regulars. It was great to see um, uh, he and Tristan and, and Darby out last night. And Andrew was, <laughs> Andrew was hilarious. He's like, dude, I had never tried the thigh wings before. They're amazing. I'm like, yeah, hell yeah, they're amazing. They're amazing. Get them with that Alabama barbecue sauce. The house-made mi- meatloaf, the grilled meatloaf sandwich, the center-cut sirloin with grilled shrimp, the char-grilled pork tenderloin, Brussels and bacon, it's all available right now. Glory Days Grill, glorydaysgrill.com. John, John from Little Rock is trying to debate. I love you. John says, well, the reason why it doesn't count is because club leagues don't have extra time sessions. It's only in FIFA tournaments with extra time and PKs. I know that, but they have them. They exist. They're real. You score a goal in extra time in an international competition, it counts as a goal. I understand separating penalty kicks. This is a, a thing that people say wrong, get incorrect all the time. You cannot win a match in soccer in, in penalty kicks. Do you know that, Paul? Do you know that you cannot win a match in soccer in I penalty kicks? I did not know that. You cannot win a match. You can advance, but you cannot win. If your match goes to, to penalty kicks, it goes down as a draw. Officially, in the record books, it counts as a draw, no matter what happens. So Whatever happens, if you, if that's where your season, for example, Loyola went to the NCAA tournament in soccer this year, and in the first round they played North Carolina, and you might make the mistake of saying they lost to North Carolina. They did not. The record books show they finish in a draw with North Carolina. It's just that 
because it's a tournament, because it's a knockout round, and penalty kicks, someone had to advance. So the way it gets registered is North Carolina advanced. They did not beat Loyola. They advanced in that matchup. So the Women's World Cup team, what was it, 96 or 98 that won? Yes, the, Brandi the, Chastain, yeah, uh, and, ripping and off they, her shirt. She didn't, yeah. she didn't win the match. She draw, th- There was a draw. The difference is a draw. you'd still get to call yourself, you did win the World Cup. You do get to say that because the World Cup is a tournament, not a single match. Mm-hmm. That single match, they did not win. They did not win that match. They finished in a draw in that match. But they advanced just so as happens. the winners of the World Cup. Correct. So we got to figure out how we want to do this. If we want to say last night that Kansas City and the Chargers finished in a draw and Kansas City just got to advance, all good. All good. I'm good with it. But I don't think that's what happened. I think we all agree that they won, correct, last night? We all agree that Kansas City was the winner of the yes. game. So then we should probably all agree that uh, when they play in the Euro, that Italy won in extra time. They didn't advance in extra time. And so because of it, where is my money? You want to keep my money from last night? All good. But I need my money back from the summer. I don't know who I see about it. Now sports betting is legal in Maryland, so I should take it up, I guess, with the governor. I don't know what I do moving forward, but we have to address that somehow, some way. John, there is no excuse for it, but I do. I get it why it's different in penalty kicks. It's not a win. You do not win in penalty kicks. You, you, the, the match is over at the end of extra time. 110 minutes in college, 120 minutes in, in, uh, in club play. It's over at the end of extra time. You finish in a draw. You didn't win. But if you score in extra time, you win. Like last night, Kansas City scored in overtime. What would have happened if they didn't score in overtime? What would have that been? It would have been a tie. It would have been a draw. They would have finished in a draw last night, right? Mm-hmm. But they did. They scored in overtime, correct? Uh, yes, Have I did. said anything incorrect at this point yet? No. Nothing at all? None. So where's my money? Where is it? Vegas, baby. Where is my money? It's probably not in Vegas. It's probably somewhere in another country. <laughs> like, I don't think my money went to... Uh, Vegas, considering what we had to do in order to bet until the last couple days. The good news, we don't have to do that any longer. We can now bet right here in our own home state. Sports fans, the wait is over. The all-new FanDuel Sportsbook is now open at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover. Bet on every sport with self-service kiosks and watch all the action from the best seat in the house. I had a great time out at Live Casino the other night. Know that you will as well. From from Paul and Lando. What did you think of Brandon Staley going, uh, constantly going forward on? I, I call him Carney early. I think I did. I think I called him Carney. Why did I call him Carney? Who's Brandon Carney? Is that a, you, you is call, that a you, kicker? You called Baker Mayfield Maker Mayfield earlier too. Did I? Those, Are you sure I did? I, positive. I think that might just be the way that you heard it. I don't think I actually called him. <laughs> that. I, that I disagree with. I almost always know when I got something wrong, and I know I called him Carney earlier. I don't know where that came from. Well, he's acting but, like a so Carney last night. That's what he was doing. Brandon Staley, of course, the ch- coach of the Chargers. What do you think of uh, Brandon Staley constantly going for it on fourth down instead of kicking the occasional field goal last night? I could see going for it a couple of times, like the first drive of the game, but other times in the game, three points would have stretched out the lead nicely. I think part of the problem was that, like, in some cases they were up by one, and so you don't, when you're facing Kansas City, you don't feel all that significant about the difference between a one-point game and a four-point game because Kansas City is, well, they proved capable of scoring touchdowns Easily, and probably at that point in the game, more likely to push to score touchdowns. So I'd have to go back and look at every single circumstance. I think they've been pretty consistent. In a way, I've argued for this with the Ravens. Like, if you're going to be the aggressive team, just be the aggressive team. Just do that. Like, just make that your identity. This is what we do. We are going to be be aggressive, be aggressive. 
be a great, just be that team. Now, there's a limit to it. Like, uh, faced with 4th and 15 at the end of regulation, I certainly understand why the Chargers weren't going to do that and fail to convert and give the Chiefs the ball in field goal range. Although it would have at least gotten me a push. It might have been nice. Carney. Was that a kicker? Was there a John Carney was a kicker. There's no Brandon Carney. Maybe I went to school with a Brandon Carney. Maybe. Maybe that's what it is. You know way more about kickers than I do. Man. John Carney was definitely a kicker. Oh, yeah. well, how do you not know about kickers? He played fantasy football for a long time. I, 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 know, I know about kickers. I just, the name Carney just, uh, it, it, it was definitely familiar. a kicker. There was a John, I think it was John. I think there was a John Carney that was a kicker. I'm almost certain about that. Let me see. John Carney. Uh, mm, not coming up. That's the governor of Delaware. Well, maybe that's John Carney. John Carney was a kicker. Football place kicker. Is it the same guy? Did he become the governor of Delaware? John no, Carney. I, I don't believe Johnny so. Car- John Carney made quite the tour during his career. Bengals, Buccaneers, Rams, Chargers, Saints, Jaguars, Chiefs, Giants, Saints. From 87 to 2010. Holy crap. John Carney kicked in the league for 23 years. 82.4% uh, in his How do you career. not remember John Carney? He kicked for 23 years. He I said the name the sounded vague. Majority of your life, <laughs> he was kicking in the NFL. My God, what a run. Um,. I told you you should remember a name like that, but it's not definitely not Brandon Carney. I got to figure out who Brandon Carney it's is. And definitely why not the governor of Delaware. Well, you say that you don't know. You're not. You don't know that he's not the governor. I feel like of we Delaware. would. Have, we heard about Jesse the Body Ventura we becoming did. the governor. Well, but he of was a little, that was a little bit more interesting because that guy was a psychopath. <laughs> it's definitely not the same John Carney. Whether or not he's related to that John Carney, I do not know. But it is not the same John Carney. And we've gotten to the bottom of that, which was very important on this particular. Pro- that was actually my singular goal today was to figure out. If the kicking John Carney was the governor of Delaware. So, mission accomplished. Today was a successful day. I'm pretty happy with everything that occurred there, despite all the other nonsense that I'm dealing with at this point. Uh, from Chris. Chris says, Glenn, listening to your, your rant earlier today, I know you're right, and I still have to admit that I am one of the people who is more of an anti-Greg Roman type. I know that what you're saying is correct, and that the biggest story is about the injuries do you feel as though however there is room in there to wonder if this would have worked even if the ravens had been healthy this season do you think there is any room for a conversation about that i mean sure i i guess I, but it but it's a one of those hypothetical things that like is meaningless like nobody could i couldn't tell you do I think that every route the Ravens have run this season, every play they've designed has been perfect? Not at all. Do I think that some of them, they might have been bailed out just by having a more capable runner on the field? Yeah. Yeah, I do. So I, I'm not trying to be dismissive of the question, but it's it's just sort of almost pointless. Somebody else brought this up early. Randy brought up earlier. Um, we can't assume that we're ever going to have an offensive line like 2019 again, especially when Lamar has a bigger cap hit. So we do have some things to figure out. So it, if your argument is that you have to go away from a dominant run offense in the future because Lamar is going to take up so much of the cap that he has to do more as a passer because of it, I'll I'll. I get your premise, and I think we've even discussed this before. I get the premise of that. But in the same way, you still need to do what's best for Lamar. The, is, it's the, the, you create the potential again to make it... The, the Ravens decided, after paying Joe Flacco, that 
they didn't need to be a team that, you know, appropriately used his skills. They didn't need to have Anquan Bolden. They didn't need to have all these things. You, you build around your quarterback and say, this is who we are now as a team. We need to be this type of team because this is what the skill set is. They, they, they hired a West Coast offensive coordinator and wanted Joe Flacco to throw the ball underneath 50 times when the only undebated strength that you could have about Joe Flacco was his, his arm strength, throwing the ball downfield. You don't want to just say, once we pay a quarterback, this is who the quarterback has to be. You pay your quarterback to be the guy that they are. So I'm going to push back on that a little bit. Yes, is it more difficult? Sure. It means you once you pay your quarterback, you have to hit in the draft. And you have to hit not only with your first pick, you have to hit with multiple picks in the draft. You got to hit with Tyree Phillips. I mean, these guys have to be guys that can play. Yes, it's more problematic, but to, to pay your quarterback to assume that he's somebody different to me is the mistake. The mistake isn't paying your quarterback and now being up against it. Once you pay your quarterback, you better be ready to hit in the draft. And Chris, I can uh, – uh, I'll save that, Chris. We'll get back to that in a second because we had a guest coming up. I'll get back to your comment here in a second. Today's show also brought to you by your local Toyota dealer and buyatoyota.com. Make the most out of every day in a Toyota RAV4 available in hybrid or gas-only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. Ravens-Packers coming up on Sunday. We've obviously talked a lot about the uh, Ravens' plight coming into this game. Let's head out to Green Bay now and try to figure out the other side of this equation. He covers the Packers for the Green Bay Press-Gazette. He is Pete Doherty. He's with us now here on GCR. Pete, it's Glenn and Paul in Baltimore. It's great to chat with you, sir. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us this morning and uh, last-minute notice. Oh, thanks for uh, thanks for having me. What's going on today? Well, in Baltimore, we are a lot. We don't know who's playing in this football game, Pete. We are. There's a lot of concern on this side of the equation. In Green Bay, I, I guess the story continues to be Aaron Rodgers and his toe. But I, I watched that game last week. He, he looked pretty good to me. Whatever he was dealing with, is there too much being made of Aaron Rodgers' toe nationally? Is there any reason to think he's anything other than Aaron Rodgers if he plays on Sunday? Yeah, you know, I don't have a real good feel for what actually is being said nationally. I mean, it's it's got to be a concern for the Packers because, you know, it it can get worse, and at some point it could affect his mobility. Now, they just had their bye a couple weeks ago, and he came out of that feeling a lot better, and he just said this week that if he could go a game from here on out through the rest of the season, if if he can go through a game where he doesn't get it stepped on, doesn't aggravate it, he thinks it has a chance to to fully heal, but he hasn't gotten through a game doing that. I mean, it's pretty tough in football to not get stepped on or you know whatever to get hit in a way where you'd bother it. But um, he is playing fine. I mean, he's playing great. Uh, watching him play, it doesn't look like it's hurt his mobility any. Uh, when he's got to move and got to run, he still looks like he can do it just as well as he was as well as he did six weeks ago. So. As long as it doesn't get really bad, then uh, you know it's not that big an issue. And yeah, obviously, what stands out this season with the Packers was you know clearly the drama related to Aaron Rodgers. But that aside, they seem to be the Packers to me, right? Like they seem to be just the same unbelievably dangerous team, 
uh, week in and week out, other than the one week where they didn't have Aaron Rodgers, is there any reason to think that that's not what the Ravens are going to be seeing on Sunday? No, and I mean, going into the season, you know, I felt like they had as good a chance as any. Still feel the same way now. It looks to me like Tampa's probably the best team, but it's not like it's by some huge margin. So this is wide open for a lot of teams. And um, Rodgers is playing great. He and the coach, whatever Rodgers' differences were with the front office, he and the coach sure seem to get along really well. The coach is, you know, the whole time he's been here has gone way out of his way to meet Rodgers more than halfway on a lot of things. And uh, they got talent around him, too. I, You know, you can't sell short. They've got several really good players on defense, and they got some talent on offense, too, in the backfield and with uh, Devontae Adams. So they're so they're a good team. And, I, you know, I think what most people around here are wondering is whether Lamar Jackson is going to play. I don't yeah. know if Harbaugh, if that was gamesmanship saying that they still, you know, they think he's going to play or if they really do think he's going to play. I mean, I think if there's any chance he can play, they want him to play. But, you know, they, they, I, th- I genuinely believe they're just trying to figure that out during the course of the week, and they still don't have an answer about that. And I think we're all kind of working into the assumption he probably won't practice again today and they'll list him as questionable, and we just might not have an answer until – you know, Adam Schefter tweets it out late tomorrow night or something like that. <laughs> Pete Doherty yeah. is with us from out in Green Bay. Um, Pete, you mentioned some of that talent. Uh, one guy I wanted to talk to you about is uh, actually a Baltimore native, although he didn't, you know, he, he moved away at a, a fairly young age, and that's A.J. Dillon, who, boy, you can't help but be impressed, man, when you watch that guy run. Like, it, it, And I know that, it, you know, it's the rich got richer, right, because Aaron Jones was already really good, but how much more dynamic has he made? Has his emergence made that Packers offense? I thought you were going to say uh, Adrian Amos because he's also yes, sure, he's definitely. I'm pretty sure he's from yes, Baltimore he is definitely too. I didn't, from, we'll get I didn't there. realize Dylan was. Yeah, yeah, he didn't. He didn't go to high school here. He moved away before that, but he is a Baltimore native. Um, he's a really good back. They got a lot of uh, flack from draft Knicks for picking him in the second round when I think a lot of the draft Knicks thought he was more like a fourth rounder. Uh, but he's been worth the second-round pick. The difference he's made is, you know, the last two years, uh, Aaron Jones is a really good back. In the last two years when he comes off the field, the offense take their, the Packers' offense took a notable hit. Um, Rodgers, I know his passer rating two years ago, his passer rating, just because of the threat of having Jones on the field in the run, his passer rating was way better when Jones played than when he didn't. And Jones is about a 60% player. So having Dylan gets a back out there who's, just about as good as Jones, and defenses have to honor him. And and it's you know I think teams like having backs who kind of complement each other. Jones is more the lightning, dynamic, quick guy. Dylan's a big physical runner. He's fast, but uh, you know 247 pounds. I mean that is huge, and that's the strength of their offense this year. Even though I mean obviously it's Aaron Rodgers, but they have a lot of talent in the backfield, and they need to get the ball in both of those guys' hands and, um, you know, play them. They've been playing them close to about 50-50 lately. Actually, Dylan's been uh, getting getting more more carries the last, uh, the last few weeks. Jones just came off an injury. I actually made a joke recently. I would watch, like, a Yule Log video that was just Aaron or A.J. Dillon's legs churning. Like, there's just something about it that's intoxicating to me as a football player. Like, he just never stops his legs from moving, man. It is It is such a wild thing to see. You uh, you bring up Adrian Amos, who yes is also a Baltimore native and has a knack, has a flair for uh, delivering when he comes back to Baltimore. He once had an interception return for a touchdown in Baltimore when he was uh, with the Chicago Bears. And another player that seems like has really delivered on what it is the Packers thought they were getting when they signed him. 
Yeah, they signed him, you know, as a free agent from the Bears three years ago, and they paid him $9 million bucks a year. And at the time, you know, it looked like they overpaid by a fair amount, you know, which you kind of have to do in free agency if you want to upgrade a position and you want to sign a guy in the first few days. And I think a lot of the thinking around the league was, hey, you know, the guy's, you know, decent player, but that's a lot of money for him. And at this point, you gotta, you got you got to say they got their money's worth. I mean, yeah. he is just a... I mean, I'm not saying he's you know, he's not a Hall of Famer, or, you know, he's not going to be all pro, but you know, he's borderline Pro Bowl and just a really solid, good player. The kind of player you got to have guys like that if you want to win in this league. And he's been uh, really, really good for him, and that's turned out to be an excellent signing. I feel like there's a similar, you know, Darius Smith was one of my favorites. Um, I I don't know where he is health wise, but I feel like it would be a similar story that people would probably say about Zadarius, where. When they, they signed him, I bet a lot of people were like, well, this this type of money for this guy, but he's been pretty freaking good. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, you know, they did, they paid him really big money, and he produced right away. I mean, he put up big numbers. It's harder to measure a safety. You know, it's hard for safeties to put up good numbers, you know, interceptions and uh, pass breakups. Um, but just over the time, Amos has just been Mr. Steady and just a real rock. And, you know, I think they think Zadarius Smith, I think they still think he's going to be back uh, before the season's over. He uh, missed all the camp, practiced one day, came back for the opener, played, I don't know, 20 snaps. And then they put him on IR because of the back injury and he had surgery. Right. And, um, I, you know, they still seem to think that he'll be back before this season is over. Uh, but he hasn't started practicing yet, so we're okay. getting... You know, the clock's ticking. Yeah, kind of running out of time for that at this point. No question about it. Uh, Pete, is there any way in which the Packers are vulnerable? Is, is there is there something that you would say, whatever ends up happening with Lamar Jackson, if it's Tyler Huntley that's playing, is there a way in which the Packers are vulnerable and there's some sort of roadmap to the Ravens having a chance to beat them, even if they have to play Tyler Huntley on Sunday? Oh, sure. Yeah, I mean, you can start with special teams. You know, the Ravens are one of the best just overall special teams teams in the league, and I mean, the Packers have just been an absolute disaster. I don't know if you saw their game the other night, but, I mean, that was the worst special. I've been covering the league since 93, covering this team since 93, and that was the worst special teams game I've, I've ever seen. I mean, it was incredible how bad it was. Um, but, you know, they're they're good on offense, but they're not super explosive because they're, you know, the talents in the backfield. They're a little more of a grindy-out team. So if you can, you know, if you can stop that run game and, um, you know, then you just got to handle Devonte Adams. That's that's the biggest yeah. problem. Uh, no, then. no, no problem. The Ravens are only lining up XFL guys at cornerback. So that yeah, should, I know should be no issue. <laughs> that's just they. But you know, it's funny. These uh, the Packers have been killed by injuries this year. You know, you got Alexander. You know, who's an All Pro corner. Zaria Smith, right. Pro Ball, All Pro type rusher. Bakhtiari, you know, tore, tore up his knee the last week of last season. They've been playing without those three guys. They've had a lot of other injuries, but that's three stud players. But, you know, Baltimore has been, I mean, they've been hurt, hit worse. You know, Packers are in the top three or four for bad injuries, but, I mean, Baltimore's got to be number yeah, one. number one with a bullet. Number one with a bullet this year in that department, which is remarkable. And as we keep saying, it's remarkable they've somehow won eight games at this point, that they're even in this thing right now. But it is clearly catching up with them. All right, Pete Doherty. It's at Pete Doherty on Twitter. Is there anything that we can plug for you, a podcast, anything along those lines? Well, just, uh, you know, all the Packers news that you can uh, get is at PackersNews.com. That's, uh, um, you know, we, we cover the whole state, and we're, we work for Gannett, which is USA Today. Sure. Um, and we have, so we have a ton of NFL news, but especially uh, 
Packers, we put a ton of resources in, so go to PackersNews.com. Pete, really appreciate you taking a couple of minutes for us this morning to get us ready for this matchup on Sunday. Have a very uh, safe trip, and happy holidays to you, to your family. Be safe, be well. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, same to you and everybody listening, and uh, thanks thanks for having me. Pete Doherty from Mountain Green Bay. Appreciate him hopping on with us for a couple minutes this morning. Gary Stein is here. I'm excited about that. We're going to yell at each other because that's what we do. We were yelling at each other on the other night. Pete, uh, Gary was doing a really funny bit where he became Donald Trump for a little while. He was just, yeah, they're yours. I told you. You can have you, – you, you I'm always – we have like our personal library out there, except I never make you return those books. Uh, <laughs> Gary Stein. I'm not going to return the books. Oh, you never have, and that's fine. I tell you that every. You're like, ah, oh, bring it back to you. And I'm like, Gary. I, no, no, no. What I say There's a reason is, they're sitting out there. No, no, you're wrong. You're wrong. What I say is, I'm going to pass them along. Oh, okay. Is that what so you do? That's All right, it. Fair enough. So, I mean, unless you, you don't want me think to, there's then any I'll bring chance that I'm reading Bill Cowher's book? You think there's any chance I'm going to spend Absolutely. time with Bill Cowher's book? Why not? Actually, I had to do it. I had to do it. Sh- I had to do a thing last year. Um, I say I had to. Obviously, people, people, some people have real jobs. I had to host a, a Zoom call with Ray Lewis and Bill Cowher. Oh, that's terrible. I know, right? Dude. Real tough, real yeah. tough thing. And it was um, it was a corporate event, and it was it was it it was really quite funny. And those guys were great together. And you know, when they're getting paid, they they're really interested, right? Like they're like all of a sudden they're they're really entertaining. And um, Bill Cowher, I think I've talked about this on the show. We we couldn't share any of the content because it was a private Zoom mm, gotcha. uh, for a corporation. But Bill Cowher, I brought up this famous story that Bill Cowher wouldn't draft Ray Lewis because he was undersized. Mm. Um, and and I, you know, he was at one point he was going on about how much he respected Ray, and I was like, huh. Funny thing about that was there a chance that you guys were going to draft Ray? And he legitimately just said, oh, hell no, he was too small, right? During and during, during the, the during the okay. and Ray's right there, right? right? Yeah. Like hell no, yeah. he was too small. Right. And it was very fun. Everybody got a great giggle out of it. And then he like grabbed, he literally had a stupid towel sitting by and he just starts chortling <laughs> and waving his flag, right? <laughs> and it is it is in my nightmares. Like I just see Bill Cower chortling and waving his stupid flag around. And I just see that like in my nightmares ever since this moment. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so may- maybe you won't read the book. I'm then. not going to yeah, read the yeah, Bill Cowher book right. because of that. I'm not going to read the That's Bill Cowher book. That's an excellent Green Goblin. Yeah, really, it's very there. similar, isn't it? Like yeah. I'm telling you, if you, saw, I think I saved the video at one point. I'll see if I can find it. Um, just, well, I'm not allowed to share it like publicly. I can't put it on right, Twitter. I, hear you. I can't do anything like that. Well, like I told you the other night, okay, mm-hmm. and I think we were arguing about it, or maybe I was arguing with Colson about it. I forget. Look, we, were, we were all arguing. We were all there was arguing. a lot of arguing going I, on. You're going to think this is crazy from a yeah. guy who's been in the media for so long and covered the Ravens, used to cover them on a day-to-day basis back in the day when Billick was around. I've always respected the Steelers. I've always actually liked the Steelers. I, I, I always look at the Ravens oh as kind of like the well, Steelers. Well, that, that part, okay. okay. Oh, God, there's so much to break. There's so much there's to There's so much to unpack there, there but yeah. it's like your older brother who you get into fights with all the time. Yeah, no, I, I mean, you love your brother. No, no, yes. it's not that. Yeah, it, it's not, it is It's definitely like not that. Okay. And I, and look, I know, back in the day, I maybe that. it wasn't like that, I, but I have a little bit of a different perspective okay, now. There's two it's like things. that. I have said many times over the years, we got we got to take a break. All right, hang on. I'm going to finish this thought because we'll talk more. I have said many times over the years, the truth is the Ravens, and I, I don't even think they hide from this, the Ravens absolutely have in many ways attempted to model themselves after the Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay. And for a little while, there were people within the organization who would have just admitted that, right? They've smartened up, and they know that if they say that now, they're going to piss off 
Joe and Dundalk, and they're going to just piss off a lot of people. Right. It's a so financial they, decision. They, they <laughs> won't say that. They, they, no one will publicly say that. But at a certain point in their history, when, when not everything, when there wasn't a Twitter and people didn't overreact to everything, there were people within the Ravens organization who would publicly say to you, like in the week of a Ravens-Steelers game, this is who we wanted to be. Like, they, we looked at them and said, that's the franchise we want to be. We want to be the Steelers for good reason. The, the, they've had three coaches in like 100 years. Like, there's absolutely great reason to want to be like the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't know if you've heard because they've never mentioned it before. They've won six Super Bowls. Really? I know you've never heard that I've at got, any point. I've got to look it's that really up. really strange. Yeah. They never bring that up <laughs> whatsoever. They've never, you know, they, taught, they don't toss that out in conversation at any point. I understand why, and they literally for years would just tell you flat out in the week of a game, they'd be like, look, man, this is who we model ourselves after. This is who we, we want to be I remember like those days as an organization. Now, again, today, the, the final week of the season when the Ravens play the Steelers, nobody in the Ravens building will say that because they're now, it's, everybody's terrified of everything. They're terrified of anything that they say, that it pisses people off and everybody's mad. They, John Harbaugh will not say those words you know, Eric Costa won't say those words. Steve Bishotti won't say those words. But I assure you, the decision—those are the people. Maybe not them specifically. I mean, I definitely heard it from 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 Bish. I definitely heard it from Ozzy for sure. I'm pretty sure I heard it from DeCosta at some point. They have said those things to me Look, over the years. Everything, directly. everything has changed. Okay, let me yes. let me tell you this. And if you got to go to a break, we'll go to a break, and then I'll tell you yeah. afterwards. Uh, so I was with I was with Mittermeier last night. I love Mittermeier. He and I called the UMBC uh, Greensboro game. Not a good game for you. Not great. Whatever. Anyway, we were talking about this before the game. Tough little stretch for UMBC here. After the, like four straight, like four and, losses, and we were really straight. buying into the idea that I like, was. Like, I think we all were. Like the American game, the Pit thing, obviously, Columbia, right? Yep. Yeah. So uh, we were saying how today. Well, first go back to the day. Billick, Marvin Lewis. You could actually walk into Marvin Lewis's office after practice, right, and just sit and shoot the correct, you know, with 100%. him, right. And he would tell you what he's doing, what's yep. going on, why it works, why it doesn't work. Yep. He and would, the, he and, would and tell the next you that. Day, if you wanted to watch film with him, you could come over you and watch come film. Over watch film. Yep. Which we did mm-hmm. today. Nope. You, I don't even know where the guy's office is. Right. Right. I mean, correct. it's well, like you, you would not be allowed to go over. It's like get smart. Yeah. There's like 82 doors yep. before you can get to a place, yep. and you don't know the code, so you can't get in. And you didn't have to coordinate. By the way, to Gary's point, at that time, you didn't have to coordinate it with someone. You didn't have no. to call Kevin Byrne and say, "I want to come over today to sit with Marvin." You could just talk walk, to Marvin, w- walk in, and door, say, "Door was open." Hey, man, I want to come over tomorrow and sit with you, and he'd say, "Great." Come over and sit with me tomorrow. So Correct. to your point, everything's changed. Yes. You know, 20 years ago, yes, we modeled ourselves. We want to. They, we, okay. yep. Today, you can't they get can't a say it. out but of that anybody. part of it is – so I'm telling you, that part of what you said is correct. 100%. The Ravens very much – and they, they, they couldn't lie about this, although they'd attempt to. They 100% as an organization wanted to be the Pittsburgh Steelers. That was they were modeling themselves after the Pittsburgh Steelers as an organization. That that when they laid when they arrived in Baltimore and they were laying the groundwork for what they were going to be as an organization, they said we want to be that. And uh, to his credit, Kevin Byrne gets a lot. He was very much. I know he like his role was in PR. But as a centerpiece, in as part of the framework of an organization, Kevin Byrne was a huge part of that. He was no a doubt. significant part of wanting to be like seeing. Look at how successful they are. How do we act like them instead of like the organization that came from Cleveland? What do we do to be more like this than like that? And it's not just Kevin. I want to make that very clear. There are plenty of people that were involved. Uh, uh, David Modell was a significant part of that, and and Art to a, to some degree. 
was part of that. Um, you know, I don't want to oversell that. Uh, art was was not as directly involved with no, a lot of at things. at that point, right. Um, but David Modell was very much a part of that, was very on board with that vision that he saw that and understood it. So that part of it is true. The, the big brother thing where you love your big brother, that's where it ends. Like, it does not exist. I'll, I'll give you an example. Um, Greg Gumbel came on here two months ago. He was doing a Ravens game. I don't remember which game it was, but he was doing a Ravens game. We had him on that week. And I don't even know how it came up, but he talked about... The, the, somehow it led to this is probably going to be Ben Roethlisberger's last season and I believe that last game in Baltimore Ravens fans being the great football fans that they are are going to give Greg or give Ben Roethlisberger a, a hearty uh, round of applause at the end of the game well he doesn't know what he's talking about and that was, let, <laughs> that was met by my Twitter was dead for three days because it was <laughs> nothing but Ravens fans cursing and saying heinous things about Greg Gumble, who really had only like you know said something nice about Ravens. They're so smart. They're so such good football fans. They're so appreciative. I think they're going to give Ben Roethlisberger a nice reception in that final game, uh, knowing it's the final time they're going to go up against him. He was really trying to be kind <laughs> towards Ravens fans, and all I saw was f words and just awful, awful things. That were said about Greg Gumbel for days on my Twitter account. Look, if the Ra- I, I'm just like anybody else. If the Ravens win, it's better. Okay, well, of, course. I, of course I want the Ravens to yes. win. But where I part with most other people is if they don't win, mm-hmm. if they don't beat the Steelers, yes. if they don't beat the Patriots, yes. if they don't beat the Chiefs, mm-hmm. okay? Those guys aren't villains to me. See, I, there are no villains and heroes in sports to me. I, we ha- Take a break. I want to. Co- I want to talk a little bit about that theory. We have other things I want to talk about, but I want to talk about that theory. Okay. Because this is where I, I. I do. I think you're missing something about sports fandom. I, I don't want to talk about that. Cool. Gary Stein is here. I love Gary Stein. He still does some media stuff. He still calls the UMBC games, but I do some for the stuff. most part. You know, he's he's moved on from that aspect. I of do his things life. you don't know about. Correct. He's more behind. He runs a business, Studio 83. You want to get a quick plug in? Studio 83. A lot of recruitment videos. You know what? It's hard for people to find people to work for them. Oh, that's We've a, done that's a ton a, of work this right thing yeah. about recruitment videos for companies that want people to try to work for them. Yes. And they got to tell them how great they are so that they come work for them. <laughs> we have killed it the last three months with that. Mm-hmm. So that that's a big thing. Gary Stein also might happen to be the only person in town that's literally worked for every professional and major college team that's existed in this market. And sports team. That's what I'm saying. Right. Every oh, every oh, professional. Professional and college. Because yeah. it's Orioles, Ravens, Blast. Yep. Did you work for the CFL team at all? Did you do anything yep. with them? Wor- yeah. Worked for the CFL team. Probably one of the pro lacrosse teams at some point. No, not no? for pro lacrosse. All right, that's, College that's lacrosse. That's the only one. Uh, yeah. do, you, do you remember the Baltimore Bay Runners? Oh, of course I remember the Baltimore Bay Runners. Play play. There you go. There you go. You did. You've done. You, obviously, you're still doing UMBC. Yeah. You did Towson. I've, I've done Towson. You've done Hopkins, right? I've done Hopkins. I will continue to do some more Hopkins maybe in the spring. Uh, uh, I've had you over at Stevenson you've recently. Had me over just at Stevenson. to add one more because yeah. it was the one thing that was missing from your bingo card. I did some things for Loyola back in the day, but not okay. recently. Well, I'm not letting you have any more I of those. got you that's, there. Yeah, I've even done stuff the, for more than the one State. job I've been able to get from you. I've called high school football playoff games. Did you ever, do, called, Navy? Did you ever do Navy? Never, never did. It's Navy. the only one? Right. I've called a Navy game against UMBC and against you. Yeah, but, but, but it wasn't Navy. for them. What about you know, Maryland? I've got to call Navy. Maryland. Maryland? Maryland? Yep, I've Maryland, done Maryland. Right? I did Maryland. Well, when I was uh, director of the network and the pre-game Oh, yeah, host, of course. That's right. I filled in for Johnny. Yeah. I did like six or seven games. And then Coppin? Never done anything for So Navy and Coppin are literally the only two on the list. Yep. 
Correct. Well, we got to figure that out. We'll work on that. We'll put some calls in. We got to finish. We got to finish your punch card. Let's That's go. where it's got to go. Today's show is brought to you by, or just a quick reminder that we do the Pressbox Fantasy Football Show every Thursday. If you missed it yesterday, find it right now. Facebook.com slash Pressbox Sports. Click on the videos tab or go to Pressboxonline.com slash video. It's all brought to you by CCBC Glory Days Grill and the Maryland Department of Transportation. The Pressbox Fantasy Football Show every Thursday morning, 1130 a.m. Gary Stein here. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Hey, it's Glenn Clark for Window Nation. Cold weather has arrived, and that means one thing, higher energy bills. But the good news is that Window Nation is here to help. For a limited time, get 50% off all style windows, bays, bows, double hung, and sliders, plus a house of windows for only $99 a month. Rising natural gas prices are affecting everyone, but new Window Nation windows can help. Get 50% off any style window and a house of windows for only only $99 a month. Call Window Nation today at 866-90NATION or go online at windownation.com. That's December only. Tell them Glenn Clark sent you. Need to hone your computer skills to boost your career? Or maybe you want an IT certification. CCBC Continuing Education has the courses and programs you need for a career in the computer field. And it's all tuition free. From the basics to specialized training, we have the classes you need from hardware to programming to cybersecurity and so much more. It's your choice. It's your career. Call 443-840-4700 or visit ccbcmd.edu slash computer training. Duffy's Garage is a family-owned and operated car care facility in beautiful Baldwin, Maryland. An authorized Maryland inspection station and Napa Pro Care Center with ASE certified techs. Tell them that Glenn Clark sent you and receive 10% off your service with a max discount of $150. You gotta trust where you take your car, so take it to where I take mine. Duffy's Garage in Baldwin. Duffy'sGarageMD.com I love driving my tractor trailer, and just like you, I just want to make it to my destination safely. If you drive too closely to my truck, I can't see you, and you can't see what's in front of me. If I have to brake suddenly, our lives can be changed forever. If a truck stops quickly, can you? Don't tailgate trucks. Brought to you by the Maryland Department of Transportation State Highway Administration. The latest issue of Press Box is available now, and it's our very special annual Best of Issue on the cover. We celebrate Justin Tucker as our Mo Gabba Sports Person of the Year, honoring his historic on-field achievements, but also the unprecedented relationship he shared with Baltimore. Inside, we recognize the top people, performances, and moments of 2021, including Cedric Mullins' incredible season and the dominance of local Paralympic athletes. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including including 60 Royal Farm stores. And you can always find the entire edition, as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. You've got questions. They've got answers. Sure, I mean, we'll go with that. It's Glenn and Paul on Glenn Clark Radio. Mobile One full synthetic motor oil helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Lube service center. Ask for Mobile One. Gary Stein. Steiner is here. And, and Stein, what am I missing? What am I missing? Stein brought me some uh, coats and clothes. Thank you, Steiner. That, hey, mean, that means a lot. Thank you dude, so much. for you all the time. I, I just said, unfortunately, we're going to have to delay when we take them to Helping Up Mission, but they will get there. That is a promise. They will be there, and they will be impacting lives, and it means a lot to me that uh, that you drove in here today in order to... That's really the only reason you came. I said, well, if you're going to come, 
come hang out on the show. We'll talk. Yeah, he I didn't was, really didn't want to do correct. that. Correct. He was like, I've listened to your show. It's not <laughs> no interest in anything along those lines. But, Paul, I would come in to see, but you, Glenn? Yeah. yeah well, you guys have Appreciate had that. You've, that. you've had a relationship going back years, Long obviously. Yeah. You guys have Old known friends. each other for forever. Now, you're you're Dave Valley's uh, kid, right? <laughs> yeah, the catcher. Uncle Dave. Yeah. Uncle, Dave. Uh, Uncle Dave. Uncle Dave. Uncle Dave. Uncle Dave. Yeah. I used to have him in my fantasy league. Oh, yeah? He did well for a couple of years, and then I don't know what happened to him. Because at that, that point, you guys were playing on paper. Like, you of were course. keeping track of scores. Oh, my God, yeah. There was no Racers and everything. There was no internet in order to play roto baseball. When I when I was a kid, I used to play video games, and I would play with his team a lot just because it had Valley on a roster. Well, 100%. Of course. Yeah. I, and you guys spell it the same way, right? Yep, yeah, spell exactly. it the same you way. Know, Although I, he's Hispanic, I'm Italian. Doesn't really matter. I, you know, I I owned, obviously I'm not a Patriots fan in any way, I owned a Terry Glenn jersey forever. How? Because it said Glenn on the back of it. Why wouldn't you know? Like as a kid, why wouldn't I have a Terry Glenn jersey? Okay. Right? Oh right, like, of course. Yeah, like that was that. right. That yeah. was what I was. It was. It was about having a jersey that said Glenn on the back. Right. Of so it. was that a Patriots jersey it or was, Ohio State I, jersey? I definitely had an, the Ohio State. No, the Ohio State jersey didn't have the name on the back. Gotcha. They didn't Good sell. Call. They didn't sell jerseys that had the name on the right back. You are. I would have gotten one. And again, very much not an Ohio State guy, but I would have asked my parents for one. Uh, for Christmas one year, but I, and in fact, I think I did. And my father was like, "Yeah, you know, it doesn't say Glenn on it," and I was like, "Oh, then I don't want that. So, like, <laughs> I don't care at all." Uh, tragically, passed away a couple years ago, Terry Glenn, which is very did. sad. Um, but uh, I definitely owned a Terry Glenn jersey for the majority of my life because it just said Glenn in the back of it. Speaking of which, the Patriots. You just said something a second ago. I I think sports fandom is less joyous if you don't have something to root against. I genuinely find it that way. Mm-hmm. I think the joy of being a sports fan, and we can talk about betting, and you and I will talk about the experience we had down at the casino here in a minute. We I can won. Talk about, I know you did. I was staying up with you to find out that you had won. $38.25, bet, Did you tell him? Did you tell him yet? No, no, I didn't tell him. Gary bet on his boy, Ryan Odom, of course, who's now the head coach at Utah State. Gary had never made a bet before. We're down at the casino. Live Casino Hotel, of course, uh, sports fans, you've been waiting for this moment. It's finally here. You can make your bets. You're finally able to do it. The all-new FanDuel Sportsbook now open at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover. Bet on every sport with self-service kiosks and watch all the action from the best seat in the house. And Gary Stein, who's never bet before in his life, he went and used a kiosk and figured out how to make a bet on his buddy Ryan Odom. With you over my shoulder. I Thank did help. You. I Thank did help. You. That is true. Yes. And you haven't paid me my finder's fee, which is really weird. Uh, there was no finder's fee. Uh, I didn't know. That's, that's strange. I wasn't part of the deal. Oh, I man. asked you, do I have to tip? Do I have to give <laughs> yeah, my finder's fee? You, you said did. no. That's true. That's you a good said point. no. That's a good point. You did legitimately <laughs> ask all those things. So uh, uh, Steiner bet on his boy, uh, Ryan Odom, and they... They crushed him. It was only like a two-point line, right? Like It, it was, was two a, and a half. Two and a half. And I didn't know anything about Weber State, who, who was nine and one I, coming I, of course, in, by, by I can name a player. I, the great Harold the Show Arsenault once played at Weber State. Remember when they beat North Carolina in when, the NCAA yep, tournament? Yep. Uh, but that's all I could tell you about Weber State is Harold Arsenault. Uh, and Utah State won by like 16 or something like yep, that. They, exactly. k- they kicked their asses. Brandon Horvath, 20 so points, 14 rebounds. you get to go back down to the Live Casino Hotel. I'm going Saturday. You cash your bet. Cash it in with my wife, and I'm going to give her the 38-25. And then you can and make a few more, do right? whatever she wants to do with it. So there's betting, which obviously can give you interest in things that you otherwise wouldn't care about. But the joy of like watching sports, to me, is having someone to root for and having someone to root against. Okay, I, I get it. And so otherwise, if you're not betting on it, I, I, we talked about this in the baseball playoffs, um, I, it just didn't feel a lot of draw to this year's baseball playoffs because once the Red Sox were out, it was sort of like, eh, 
I don't care really all that much. There were plenty of people that wanted chose to hate hate the Astros because they wanted to hate the Astros for the, you know, the this the thing from a couple years ago. And I get that. I just don't feel strongly about it. And it just left me with less juice. I wasn't as juiced for watching the games and being invested night in and night out. Okay. Unless I had the chance to watch the Red Sox get eliminated. Gotcha. In which case, I was like, hell yeah. So so let me understand then, okay? Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying you're wrong. In fact, oh, I know I'm right. I'd say you're right. Yeah. Okay, but so it's not really the game that you enjoy. And for what it's worth. You would never say I was wrong. Of you would not. never stick your hand in my face and say, never wrong, do that. Wrong. Never. Why would wrong, you even, why would wrong. You even think? That would happen, which we can get into that, by the way, which I know I'm right on. Okay. Okay. So it's not the sport that you really love. It's the who's ever laundry you either like or don't like. So it's Uh, it's more of a psychological uh, play. It's like a nationalistic, like tribal thing. To some extent, to some extent, it is. Okay. See, I'm not like that. I I think that it. I do think it differs, right? Like, uh, for example, I think you know, I'm the sport that I care about the most is is tennis. Okay. Um, and I do have tennis players that I like and I root for. Right, but you don't root against tennis players. There's only one, uh, Tennis Sandgren. He's just a a horrendous human. That's not true. Alex Zverev. People that are horrible human beings. Right. Don't know who either of those are. But okay. why would you? Right? I'll take your word for it because uh, you're well, always Zverev right. is going to win some major championships in the coming years, and then you're going to hear some stories about some things that he is alleged to have done. Okay. And you'll understand then why it is that I I root like hell against him every time he plays tennis. Right. But it takes that for me to root against somebody in tennis. Otherwise, I'm I root for the people that I like, and for the most part, I want to watch every match. I'm so into the sport that I don't care who the participants are. Sure. I will watch anyone play okay. and be captivated by it. Right. So and I'm not quite like that in any sport, but I'm not too far away. Understandably I, so. There are sports that I enjoy. I enjoy football. I mm-hmm. enjoy college basketball. I enjoy lacrosse. Pro basketball is okay. I think it's kind of lost its way a little bit. Baseball I don't enjoy now because of the pace of the game and just what happens in it's the tough. game. And it's hard for it's me to why, watch a game. It's why anybody that's argued against the extra inning rule is so stupid. The extra inning thing is the best thing that's happened to baseball. I, period. Think, I think you're right. But here's an interesting thing. Because I don't enjoy the game that much, mm-hmm. and I'm generally not going to watch, mm-hmm. if the Orioles are good, then I'm going to reverse. Because I actually do care about the Orioles. 100%. Okay, so if the Orioles are good, I'll watch. If they're not good, and I don't really like the sport in general anymore, I'm not going to watch. So that's where I think you and I close the gap between okay. our positions. It's interesting because uniquely with the order, I still like the sport. Like I really do still like the sport. I, you're right. You're 100 percent right. The sport has a lot of problems. It's unwatchable to the, me. The, the 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 home run strikeout thing is. It's not old men yelling at a cloud. It is a real. It, it, it is the action is gone. It is. It is. It makes it a more difficult watch. But to your point. The Orioles are good next year. I will watch every inning of every game. I will. Not quite there, but. Not really, but you you. know what I mean. I I will watch every inning of every game that I can. I will make it a point to watch. I will not skip watching an Oriole game for watching Yellowstone or watching some other. You know, a new season of Breaking Bad, or whatever, oh, if, Better if. Call Saul, <laughs> I guess it is. There won't be another season of Breaking Bad, but right. you know what I mean? A new season of Better Call Saul. I won't skip watching Orioles games in order to do those things. Well, you can watch those later. Correct. They're always available to right. me. The Orioles are playing when they're playing, right. right? I will schedule my day around those games. If the Orioles do what I think they'll do, and this is what I did this past season, I'm going to start watching for the first couple of weeks, and then when I realize they are who we thought they were, you know, Dennis Green's situation, you want to crown their ass, crown them, right? Let them off, we let them off the hook, the whole deal. I know it. I'll, I'll check out. I'll poke in when something interesting is happening. 
I'll poke in when somebody says like, hey, dude, Adley Rutschman's pup, and you know he's on a tear, and you should probably be paying attention to that. I'll poke in for that. If I hear that John Means is a no-hitter going through five innings, I will scramble to my television to watch the rest of the game. But I'm not going to lie to you and tell you that I was watching that game in Seattle. It was actually on because it was an afternoon game, and I was sitting in the studio. It was on this TV behind me because – you know, I, I'm doing my work, and but I wasn't paying attention. All of a sudden, I look up. It's I'm like, oh, holy crap! This is a thing that's going on. This is a thing that's happening. And then I started paying more attention. But I wasn't, you know, watching every pitch of that game and, and interested in it. Um, I'll watch as necessary the rest of the way. And like this past season, there wasn't much necessary. There wasn't much. Ne- I could get the gist of what was going on with Cedric Mullins without having to watch every game. Um, I could. Uh, the highlights are everywhere. You can see amazing plays on Twitter, right? Like you don't even need to watch a sports center any longer to see something like that. They're available to you on Twitter. If somebody does something amazing, you're going to know about it. Pretty quickly, you're going to know about it, right? So the results of the games were not a concern for me. I largely checked out. This season, I probably watched start to finish 10 Orioles games. Mm-hmm. I would say I watched more than half of 40, right? Like, that was probably about what the number was. And also, the job dictates it, too, right? Nobody else in town was... Paul was the only one. Paul was the only guy <laughs> that was watching every inning of every game, It's because right? of his last name. That's correct. The, the baseball connection. He's, he, in a, he's a baseball he family, right? Like, right. He was the only guy. I didn't... Coming in and doing the show the next day did not require me to have watched nine innings of a baseball game the night before. But when the Orioles are good, it will, it would require me. Now, it wouldn't have to require me. I'd want to do it, too, because I like the Orioles, as you just pointed out. I want to watch the Orioles. So here's the difference for me, okay, to get back to the, you know, r- r- villains versus yes. heroes. What I, here's what the I The point is, are we going do. to see Spider-Man or not? What are we doing Of here? course we're going right, to go see it. I saw it last good. night. Yeah, well, and don't say anything other than... It was very good. Thank you. Excellent. Thank you. point for me is this. I'd rather watch the All-22 film of a game as opposed to just the TV broadcast with Jim Nance and Tony Romo, right. so that I could see the tackle pull. Well, I like that. And sure. do the kick-out block sure. and see if the running back hit the right hole. But you're going to watch the game still. You're not going to... I may or may not watch the game, well, you're but working. definitely... Wait a second. Last Sunday, when they're on the road, because Gary still works all the home games. Yeah, I watch the game. Last oh, Sunday. I'll, I'll watch not, every Ravens game. You're not going game. out and like you know doing scheduling something else during the day. No, I'll you're, watch every Ravens game. Right. However, there have been times where I've been out with my wife or kids or whatever, and I'll be listening on satellite radio. Okay. That's okay, because, that's because, because because I will. I paid for the All-22. Yeah. I'll go and watch the All-22, and I'll really dissect the game. I'll really be able to tell you if Bozeman played well. Yeah, right, I get you. Okay, there's nobody in talk radio. Well, I don't, I, I, there's I don't, nobody in talk radio. Do- well, there's nobody in talk radio here yeah. that's going to do that. Well, and there's no that's, fan that's, that's going to do that. That's not wholly true either. A lot of people have access to that now. A lot of people but do have access. But who uses it? Well, some people do. Some people don't. Like I, there is, okay. it's more. I don't know specifically because I, I, I mean, so I don't listen to any of them. There's only one station in town now. And, and let me let me explain to you. It. I don't I don't do that professionally right. for professional reasons. I do because, it because you're a I nerd. Like the game, right? Because you're a psychopath. I love to watch the right. game like and really watch the game. He, why he takes his pants off. He sits down, takes his pants off, and he watches some all twenty two film. That's exactly. what gets. The, so this is hey, why. What do we say on this show all the time? We don't kink shame. We do not kink shame. Whatever you're into, that's what you're into. Well, then invite me all the time. Yeah, this is why I don't see villains and heroes but that part i don't i that essentially is like saying i'm just not a, i just can't be a fan of anything and, and i think there's a there's a joy that's missing from there if you're a fan and the joy that comes along with that 
Like, my kids are 6-4 and four and understand the joy of the Steelers losing. But you're not taking into account that. the joy of watching good football or bad football no, I, for that. No, we bad. talked about this a minute ago. I, did, did you watch the game last night? Which game? The Chiefs-Chargers game. No, because I was working. I took... Oh, yeah, yeah. The now, I will watch the game. I took great joy in just sitting there watching Justin Herbert play football. Okay. I said earlier, uh, when, we had the, when we had the guests on from Green Bay, I would, if, I, I would like to have a Yule Log video this year, and all it is is just A.J. Dillon running. But I just that, want that to be watching his legs churn. You took constantly. the joy. You watched Justin Herbert, and it was joy for you? Yes. Because he's not wearing a Patriots uniform. Well, yes, correct. If, okay. he, if it was well, Tom Brady, I wouldn't have any joy. That doesn't count <laughs> to me. Because I want them to lose. <laughs> I still know when it's amazing. I still know it's a great game. Awesome. But I want them to lose, and that's what gives me joy. But last night, two teams I don't give a rat's ass about whatsoever and if anything i guess i'd be inclined to dislike but i don't feel anything but there's nothing there that has made me i guess i i, I the tyree kill thing has made me kind of not like the chiefs because he's a bad person um but i don't it's it's not even it's a, not a strong thing it's just when it matters like if they get to the super bowl i'd be inclined to say i'm rooting for if it's if it's chiefs i don't even know who the good example of this is if it, uh, the super bowl this year is, is chiefs Buccaneers. Well, it's Tom Brady, so it makes it tough. Chiefs, Rams. Well, for what example. if it's Patriots, Buccaneers? Then you're in trouble. Bud. I just, I don't, I you're, can't, I can't deal you, with that. I you, really can't. You and may not watch. Gary, it's gonna happen. Like, let's all be honest about this. Well, I think the I, NFL wants I, it to happen. For so some it's reason, happen. for some reason, a tweet that I sent got a lot of play last night, and it was a very innocuous tweet. Um, I said, "Hang on a second. Oh, that's a bummer. Loyola was gonna get a game at Duke, but now they can't even go either. Oh, that's a real. That bummer. game's been canceled. Oh." Man. That's a real bummer. What is happening, bro? I'm telling you, you got to be prepared for a lot of this. this is going to be it's going to be a few weeks mm. of this. It's going to be a few weeks. You're going to be dealing with it. Mm. Uh, the NFL. I since the tweet I sent last night. It's gotten a ton of play. The NFL is hilarious. For a minute, you thought your team mattered, and then they were all like, "LOL, J.K. Here's Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, Aaron Rodgers, and Patrick Mahomes again," which is exactly how the season has gone. Yeah, it looked like there were going to be all these interesting teams and a super compelling. Buffalo could win the Super Bowl. The Chargers could be, and all we get to this point, and who are the four teams that have a chance? It's those four teams: quarterbacks, Tom Brady, and coaches, Bill Belichick, Aaron Rodgers, and Patrick Mahomes. When we get to the end of the season, those are the teams. It's just the NFL. That's the way it's worked out, right? Like, but they they convinced all of us for months. We we're like, man, there's all sorts of crazy things going on. The NFL is wild. It might be the Bengals. It was <laughs> never going to be the Bengals. It was never, ever, ever going to be the Bengals. Who are you kidding? It's not going to be the Bengals. The Cardinals? You think it's going to be the Cardinals? Stop. It's going to be these four teams. That's I would put the be. Rams in there a little bit, but lowercase. I, I think people are over overbuying one game. The, the Rams mm. were a disaster for a month. And then they just happened to beat the Cardinals on Monday night. And I think we're overselling yeah, they that. They run the football pretty good, which they, I think is they important. Run the ball, eh, but they're banged up in the backfield again. They're like, banged up, but like, yeah. They've got I, – I, 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 look, they might very well be in the – I'm not saying they're not a factor, right? But I, think, I just think in general we're overselling one result and forgetting the, the, the stretch that happened before that, right? Mm -hmm. Like I just think that we're doing that conveniently. Because no, no, no. we, because I, we I, thought I, the Rams were going to be good before the I'm season. I'm not so began. sure. I think, the, I think the NFL is down in general. Well, I don't disagree with and that. And I think Matt Stafford looks like he's 25, not 35. He looked like that on Monday, but he didn't look like that for three weeks. Okay. I mean, the, the, the game. Right, well, right, it, we'll it, see. There was we'll the see. Jaguars game. We'll see when they before. come to town. They will. They will come to town here in a couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. um, so you, you had an issue with the Ravens going for two when they went for two. Oh, it's just, it's not, it's, it's ridiculous. I can't, this is going to be fun. This is going to be fun. Uh, we're going we're gonna to do this again? I love it. Let's do it. You got to go for Wrong! One. Wrong! <laughs> Wrong! 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 This is, I'm straight shoot. 
This is what happened on Wednesday night when we were all hanging out. I didn't yell it at live because it was pretty close because the music was quite loud. You were oh, basically okay. yelling. That's true. That's true. You were basically yelling, Gary. Yeah. But I did put my hand in your face. Oh, this is not. I, I am not overselling any of this. Gary Stein and I, somehow it came up. We were all Gary Stein, John Colson, Stan the Fan, and I were all sitting around at standing around a table, enjoying some. We were at the the hall at live, which was having their redeck party. Um, hopefully they'll be hosting events here in the coming months. God, I hate saying these words right mm. now. Um, but uh, they got events scheduled. Jerry Seinfeld's coming to town. Bill Burr is coming to town. A lot of great events coming up. And so we're down there. We're having a lovely time. They've got some great food. We're just, you know, we're having a nice conversation, enjoying a beverage, and uh, before we go over to, to, to hang out in the, and bet. the sports book and make our bets. So somehow the topic of the two-point conversion comes up. And we had, I thought, I, I was... I thought we were having a conversation. And at some point, Gary decided that because I wasn't just taking what he was saying and agreeing with it, he was going to default to Donald Trump. And he just said, wrong, wrong, literally doing the bit with his hand, the whole deal in my face, wrong, wrong. (laughs) And for the record, it's not even something I feel all that strongly about, right? Like my point was merely... The math does side with John Harbaugh about it, but it's it's no a, no no. It's See, that's, that's where we break. Like that's your initial position. Like that's what you lead with. So your lead true. is wrong. That assumption is wrong. It's true though. It's not true. It's <laughs> not true. I'm, I'm going to tell you why the math doesn't work. It's so it's so simple. Sure. It's so simple. Yes. That the math does okay. not. You work. tell me. You okay. Tell I'm going to tell you why. Uh huh. Before the touchdown. Yeah. Where they went for the two point yes. conversion, which I they shouldn't it. have. All right. What was the score? Uh, it was a 15-point game. Right. It was 24 to 9. Yes. So at that point, let's do the math. Okay? Uh-huh. It's a 15-point game. Right. So it's a two-score game. That's correct. Right? A if seven you get and a two-point conversion. Okay, right. But I'm just saying, right. it's, a, it, it's a seven and an right. eight. Okay. Uh, they score. Mm-hmm. It's 24 to 15. Uh-huh. Is it still a two-score game at that moment? No, it's still a... Well, oh, yeah. It's still a two-score game. Yes. It's a nine-point difference. That's a why the math game, doesn't right? work for you, you keep, my friend. You keep saying this. The math doesn't work for because you. Because you're ignoring the part that you have to convert the two-point conversion at some point. No, no, no. You yeah. have to do that. I, I, what I'm saying is... Right. The whole tenor of the game changes yes. when you're still right. two you, scores down. You know that you have to score now, twice. Well, how many minutes left? Eight uh, minutes, no, nine, nine minutes, minutes left? Nine okay, minutes. you're still you, – you just scored a touch mm-hmm. – before you scored the touchdown, right. you were two scores you behind. You were, yes. And now you've scored the touchdown, yep. and you've missed the two-point conversion, yep. and you're still – and so you know behind. that when you get the ball, you shouldn't bother running the ball because you need to score twice in order to win the game. So you need to be throwing instead of running and milking the clock and just hoping that you can convert the two-point conversion in the final minute. That's a lot of if no, and hope and this and that and no, the other thing. It's whereas, very simple. Whereas, yeah. let me just finish, uh-huh. if you had kicked the point... Then obviously you're converting a two-point conversion when you score again in the final minute. You'll clearly. figure that part clearly. out later. There you go. You, That's the scientific no, 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 equation. No. No, no, That's no, no, no. Gary Stein's I'm science. The, I'm with my longtime friend Gary on this. The long. number one objective. Yeah. The num- there are a lot uh-huh. of objectives in that yes. situation. Okay, you can list ten of them. Yes. But the number one, the most important, the MIO, the uh-huh. most important objective uh-huh. is to get it to a one score now, game. Why is the that most because important? Because if you lose by one score, you feel better about yourself. It for ch- changes by the one mentality. Score? It changes the mentality Correct. of and everything. Cha- the way it changes the mentality is you get the ball back with two minutes left and you say well we don't have to rush to score because it's only a one score game and then you score with 14 seconds left and you miss the two point conversion and you say well gee gosh golly but we were close weren't we like the week before 
exactly right. Well, they didn't have to do it then, obviously. They chose to do it then. The notion that the math is Paul, not on your side. I, I don't know what else I could possibly yeah. say to him. You can say wrong, wrong. <laughs> Except for that. Wrong, which, I'm, which, wrong, which wrong, didn't work, by the wrong, way. I'm a wrong. big proponent of what, of what Gary's portraying here. I think that if you if – you, I, I, I was maddened by the fact that they went for, they went for two when they did mm-hmm. because if you make it a one-score game, your mentality is, okay, we're still in this thing. If you don't get the, the two-point conversion are, and you're down by two scores still, now you're thinking, I, by crap, the way, now I, we have to score twice I think, in seven minutes. I think there's no tangible way of defining what you guys are talking about. It, it can't be, it's just a, it's a nonsense thought. Well, is there a tangible um, way of defining what you're talking yes, about? Yes, 100%. How? Because there's no, you're no more likely to convert a two-point conversion in the final minute than you are with nine minutes left. And you have to convert the two-point conversion at some point. You have to get it. You have to get the two. It's the same concept. You know you're nine points down. You're it's two a simil- scores down. It's a similar concept to uh, you're down by 10, and you get in the field goal range. Should you just go ahead and kick the field goal, or should you go for the touchdown? It depends on the situation. It, th- you keep trying to say that, right? Tell me what the situation is that's different. The situ- <laughs> you complete a long pass. You're down, by, you're down by 10 points. You complete a long pass. You're at the 20-yard line. Any kicker in the league is making that kick. Well, well, what's the situation? Is it fourth and five? No, no, no. You're first first and ten. You're at the 20-yard line. You need to score twice. Well, how much time's left? Two minutes. Okay, well, you got to score a touchdown. Why? Because Why are you more likely to score the touchdown there? Because you're... Well, if you're at the 20... Uh-huh. Okay, that could be one thing. But if you're close, I'll call the 20 fairly close, you can get into the end zone in a play or two. You might be able okay, to. Uh, so wait, you're saying you've got to kick it on first down? No, I'm not saying you kick it. I wouldn't do that for the record. I wouldn't for what it's worth. Okay. That's not what I would do. But my point is that this notion that there is a correct answer is a fallacy. It's a fa- There is no correct answer. The math in this situation says, again, the only thing that you can come up with is if there's data that says a team is more likely to convert a two-point conversion at the end of the game than they are with nine minutes remaining in the fourth quarter – then you should do it that way. No, no. Let me you tell you have something. To get you the say two point conversion. No, no. The ma- you're you're conflating two different things here. Not you're conflating analytics with math. No, but analytics okay. is math. No, no, it's not. It, it is. is probability. Okay, that probability but, is math, no, no, Gary. What? No, no. When did you no, learn about probability no, in no, school? No. Stop. Stop with the analytics for a minute. Oh my God. There's a big difference between nine and eight. Okay, yeah, forget we, about I'm the probability. Forget about the probability. The, forget about if you make it more at nine minutes, two minutes, three minutes, one minute. That those are just numbers that are like. Out there in but the you, sphere you of numbers. This. Being within eight is only helpful if you convert the two-point conversion. It does no other help for you. You have to get a two-point conversion. You have to do it. H- have you ever really have you ever really played football? Yes, Gary, I played football. Okay. I, dude, if you've played football and you don't think that the mentality of a player thinking he's eight points slash one score behind as opposed to nine points slash two scores behind with eight or nine minutes with, to go in the game four is min- not better for eight points, then I don't think you're thinking clearly. No, no, no. You're okay, suggesting you, that translates whether or not these guys are still going to play hard or whether they're going to try to. You their, can't their, tell me. It's nonsense. You can't tell me on the Ravens sideline when they didn't get the two-point conversion, they're like, oh, man. Did we do the right so thing you, there? Do you think they went out and didn't try, Gary? Is that what you're suggesting? Of course they tried. But that's my point. Like you're you're compa- you're comparing it to high school football. No. Like comparing it to high school football, I agree with you. I don't think as a high school team it's what you should do because that type of crap matters. Firing people up on the sideline matters in high school football. Glenn, when you're a team playing for your playoff life, you're making and you're, this way too 
complicated. No, I'm not confidence. the one making it too complicated. It's a matter of confidence. If you're down by eight points after uh, you, you have you, the confidence, I, that I, you can I'm, go- I swear to God, are you suggesting that these people are shook? The guys that are getting paid this amount of money to play football are shook by something like this and can't play because of it? Is no. that what you're saying? I'm Arnold said he saw ghosts on the field. He probably shouldn't be your quarterback. I'm, I'm suggesting. He probably shouldn't be your guy. So you don't think that there are players like that on every I team in the NFL? I think if you're seeing ghosts, you shouldn't be on an NFL football team. Yes. The but, but guys, no, that's you, not what I asked you. I'm right? asking you right now. Do you think Tyus Bowser was at all affected in that moment? Do you think Tyus Bowser had any impact whatsoever when he took the field being down by nine versus being down by no. eight? No. No, Glenn, but Glenn, I think if you believe that, you're insane. I'm suggesting something very, very simple. No, no, no. You're suggesting something that can't be defined. It's No, it's really simple. But Glenn. Because it can't be defined. With nine minutes to go, would you rather... And this is just a yes or no question. It really is. Just give me a yes or no. With nine minutes to go, would you rather be down nine points yep. or eight points? I, you're 100% right. I'd rather be down by eight points. I have a question for you. That's all. At the end of the game, would you rather be tied or would you rather be down by two points? We don't you need to even you think oh, about you that You don't right want now. to, Gary. You don't want to have that conversation. You want to just be right and be right. It's the thing that I talked about with Greg Roman earlier. You don't want to consider anything else because you just think you're right. I feel this is the way we are in society. It ain't just you. No. no this no, is no, the way no, we feel. If I feel like I'm right, I'm right. So you, you yes. don't know how I arrived at my position. You haven't told you me have how you arrived s- at your position. I told you. Done, no, you just because have this Because it makes feel. more sense it's, to be eight points that. down. You still need – I know. I'm aware, Paul. You still need to convert a two-point conversion. You have to do that. You understand that, right? Like you have to convert the two-point conversion. I'll tell you what this conversation – I'll tell you what this conversation has done. What? If I ever owned a team – I'd never ask you to coach. That's it. fine. I don't I would be a terrible hire. I want to make that abundantly clear. And this is the funny part about all of this. I've said all week, I don't even think I know the answer. I just know that you don't. Mm. That's all it is. I don't know the answer. The math says there is a slight edge to what John Harbaugh did. The math does not say in any way that you're better off doing what you do. All your argument is is I think there's some emotional thing that is going to make the players play better or not. And if that's really just how you the feel... Just the opposite. It's not emotional at all. It it's is. It's very simple. Eight points down is better and than you, nine. You think that's all. You that's think all I'm saying. That you that's think why that I have my position. Because eight, you know, in a crazy world, right, and but, I know this, Paul, I know I, this I, is I crazy. No, no, no. I got a great, in a crazy is, world, I got a great, I got a great one for you. It's actually less than nine. You know what? I'm going to ask the same question because I failed the last time. At the end of the game, would you rather be down by one or be down by zero? Because what your argument is is why you should just kick an extra point. If you're down by eight, let's just kick an extra point, right? No, they were down by nine. I'm saying you're suggesting that it's always better to be closer, right? It's always better to be closer. So if you lose the game by two points, instead of losing it by one, you're further away. So you'd be better to be closer. You'd be better to just be a one-point game than it being a two-point game. You should just kick the extra point at the end of the game instead of going for two, right? What he's suggesting is that the— What are you talking Because you don't want to deal with it, Gary! You don't want to deal with the fallacy of your argument! 
winning becomes more probable if you, in your mind, if you think you're down by eight rather than nine. That's his point. Is that when you, not that you want to be. Do closer. you think that impacts the play? Do you think if they're down by 18 points in the second half, they gave up? No, I, I clearly no, not. They no one's saying that. any of this. It Nobody means said nothing. That. Saying I feel good just means I feel good. It's the guarantee fairy from Tommy Boy. I mean, this is it what doesn't we, mean anything. This is what we do. We give I, our opinions, that's right? That's fine, but you have to understand you're not right. It's Nobody just said we were right. No, he did. Right. You're wrong. He did. He put his hand in my face uh, and said, wrong, he, wrong, he's right. wrong. He's right. Fair enough. This he's is right. not him telling me because, I'm today. because I'm, I'm right. Enough. Because no, I am is, right. You're doing a different thing. He's very clearly suggesting he's right and I'm wrong. I don't know if I'm right. Glenn, Glenn, you're doing the same thing that I did the other day. No, I'm not. Just because you're yelling right now. No, I do this for theater, Gary. No, I understand. That's the point. But just because you're yelling. Yes. Oh, so it's inauthentic what you're doing. No, 100%. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, I, I know. You know what I feel. What I feel is I don't know if I'm right or not. Okay, but so but what you're doing right now, though, is inauthentic because you just said it's yes, theater. Yes, because I'm doing, uh, this is what okay, we do Okay, I just want to make sure that everybody knows the that what you're doing the, right this now is inauthentic. Sense. The Just point that's authentic, what's 100% authentic is, I don't know if I'm right or not. Okay. What I know is the math says John Harbaugh was right, but it's by a minuscule margin that the math says that. So the best answer is you could do it either way. Either way you could do it, it doesn't change much. The probability of victory mm. changes almost zero, but the small amount that it does change ticks up the way that John Harbaugh did it. I admit openly... It's not so much that I think it's a slam dunk case. I don't feel strongly about it. What I know, and this is the same thing, the people that think that it does, that there is a slam dunk answer to the question, are wrong. It's the same thing I said about Greg Roman earlier today. You don't like Greg Roman, you don't have to like Greg Roman. But thinking that you know the answer to the Ravens in 2021 and their offensive problems being about Greg Roman is bunk. You don't have a clue. They don't have a running back. They don't have a tackle. They can't block anything. You don't know that. You're talking about completely different things now, Glenn. Uh, well, all of, the, all of those th things that you're talking about are all opinion and conjecture. We're not in the room. We don't know what's happening. We don't 100%. know. Okay, all that stuff. I'm just talking about the difference between nine and eight with nine minutes to go. But I can do I the believe, same thing to you look, about two and one. I believe it's always better to get eight points down rather than nine points down for the simple reason that eight is less than nine. Okay, that that's it at that right. point. You don't need to make a two point conversion. So, then. so what why you do, do you need ever, to do? But Gary, what you do need to do is get as close as possible. If you're down by sixteen, and you score a touchdown, eight. So let me do this math again. Nine is closer than ten, but you definitely go for the two point conversion then, wouldn't you? Because being a point closer isn't actually a thing that matters. If you're down by 16... Yes, you would score. If I so go, now if you're I down kick, by 10 after right, you score the point. If I kick the extra point, I'm only down by 9. Right? And 9 is lesser than 10, correct? Yeah, but 8 gets I, you to it, one you, score. You're not, the point you're making is that 8 is closer than 9. That's not really the point that you're making. The point I'm that making is 8 anything. gets you to one score. Right. In a situation and where And so does 7, which is what they were trying to do. No. Yes, that's what they were trying to do. They were trying to get within 7. That's why they went for 2. They just failed. They tried to get within 7. That was the point. No, they were. They tried to get. No, they tried to get with seven. No, they, they, it was twenty-four to nine. Right. 
the net was 24 to 15. Yes, and if they had converted the two-point conversion, they would have been within seven at 24 to 17. That so was what they so wanted you're to do. One, right, so you're one score down. Yeah, they wanted to be within seven points. Right. That was the point. Well, they wanted to be one score down. Right. Right, but when within they failed... Within seven, because they were the going to have to convert a two-point conversion. Right, but the cost point. of doing the two-point conversion was that if you don't get the two-point conversion, get the two point conversion you're two scores down. And if they don't get the two-point conversion in the final minute... I don't know what else to say. If they don't get it then... I have no idea what else to say. If they don't get the two-point conversion in the final minute, they lose the game. I don't understand how a person cannot understand that 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 the cost of missing Gary. a two-point conversion Gary. is that you're still down two scores. You're wrong. That's you're wrong. I don't know what you're else to wrong. say. I you're just wrong. don't know you're what wrong. else to say. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. More theatrics. I love you. I love you. You're, you're not winning this one. You're wrong. I've never thought of This isn't something to win. You think that you genuinely... This is the difference. You genuinely, your heart of hearts, believe that you're right about this. Oh, my God. There's no question. You genuinely, your heart of hearts, believe Absolutely. you're right. And that's eternally sort of the issue that we deal with in our country is that like nobody's willing to say, like, man, you know what? I just might not be right about this. It's no, possible. I'm willing... Glenn, I'm willing to say that I'm not right about a lot of things. Right, but you have hey, convinced but not yourself. This. You have convinced yourself you're not right about this. this when there is nothing that backs that up. It's just your opinion. That's all it is. It's just your opinion, and that's cool. Like, what's to have an what opinion? What backs anything up? Well, in a lot of cases, there's actual fact that back. That's part of the problem that we've dealt with in this country. Is there are there are things that are actually facts that we don't like to address as being facts any longer. Gary believes in aliens, and Glenn needs to see them before he can believe. That's I mean, it comes there's down a to. lot of there's a lot of this type of like. Sometimes we do have to address the fact that some things are just facts. Like, we we can't right, just. But in a situation like this, where there are mm -hmm. really no facts. Okay. Well, there because are some facts. No, no, no. There are facts, there are some but facts. how do yes. they actually relate to this game today against this team on this field in this opponent, right? You can look at all kinds of history of stuff that There's goes on of things. in yes. the NFL before. 100%. But I'm saying. <laughs> yes. All right. All right. You're going to. And there's no gonna, fact that says they're more likely to You're going to believe. You're not going to sway my opinion. Okay. Well, I'm not going to sway your opinion. Part. I don't really believe anything. Like, that's the funny part about all of this. All I know is that you're not right. That's the only thing I know is that you're not right. I don't know what's right, but I know you're not right because you think there's a single answer to the question. Mm. And that's, this is not, sometimes in the world, it's not, again, there are far more important things. So according to your thing. philosophy then, mm -hmm. what is right yes. is, that there, is that no one's right. There is no, there right is no answer. correct answer to this. There is no correct answer to this. Okay. Other than to go win the game. Like, that would have been good. Convert the two-point conversion right. and nobody has anything to bitch about. Well, like, you win what, the game. Let, that's let's the see what your Twitter, Twitter followers say. Oh, we, you think we're still doing this on Friday? You think I'm spending more time on this at this point? You All think right. this is something I'm still doing? All right. God, you spent a lot of time on that. It's me. It was me. It wasn't mm. you. Mm. Just me. Mm. Singularly mm. me that spent a lot of time mm. on this topic. Mm. 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 If you're not playing underdog fan, I know what is right. Underdog fantasy football is right because you can play all your favorite daily and weekly fantasy games, player parlays, props, all of it, underdog fantasy, and they'll give you free money. They'll match up to $100 when you make your first deposit and use the code PRESSBOX, underdogfantasy.com, or download the Underdog app. We'll come back in, tidbit, tubit, to wrap up the week. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Looking for a simple holiday meal? Try Chick-fil-A Catering. From Chick-fil-A nuggets to mac and cheese, enjoy a variety of tray options sized perfectly for your get-together. Order through the Chick-fil-A app and bring smiles to your family gathering. Availability and order requirements vary. See restaurant for details. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. 
It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Sports fans, the wait is over. The all-new FanDuel Sportsbook is now open at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. This is your chance to win big right in your own backyard. Bet on every sport with self-service kiosks and watch all of the action from the best seat in the house. Make every moment more at the all-new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgambling.com. Window Depot Baltimore provides the highest quality Pro-Via windows, doors, and siding for all budgets. The best is finally affordable. Call them today for a free in-home consultation at 410-941-3499. They also offer Zoom and FaceTime consultations in an effort to practice social distancing. A proud sponsor of the Tyus Bowser Show, you can find out more at windowdepotbaltimore.com. Hey, it's KZ. The Pressbox Fantasy Football Show is back, as always, on Thursdays. You can catch it at 1130. We're brought to you this year, CCBC and Glory Days Grill. You can catch the show two ways, facebook.com slash Sports or pressboxonline.com slash radio. The slash radio is if you want to listen. On Facebook is if you actually want to see my ugly face. We're going to have a lot of fun this year. DFS, daily lineups, keepers, all kinds of fun stuff. Please tune in, Pressbox Fantasy Football Show every Thursday, 11.30 a.m. If you miss anything, don't forget that you can find whole shows later on Spotify, Apple, or Amazon Podcast. It's Glenn Clark Radio. So there's a lot of murmuring about whether or not they would move the Washington-Philadelphia game now because Washington doesn't have a quarterback. Um, Obviously, Denver went through this a year ago where they had to line up a wide receiver to play quarterback. Washington has signed uh, uh, Garrett Gilbert and today, and he might legitimately have to start for them on uh, on Sunday against Philadelphia. Wait, who? Garrett Gilbert. You know? Oh, uh, Garrett. Gil- Gil- yeah. uh, he was in. Um, uh, he, he was in Aladdin. He did the voice of the parrot, right? Uh, <laughs> oh, Garrett Gilbert. You remember him? I don't think that's him. Uh, no, you think it's a different guy? Mm. Um, he could very well have to be the starter for Washington against Philadelphia because they just don't. Uh, Kyle Allen and Taylor, Taylor Heineke are both unavailable. Um, which, again, this is why I didn't want to overreact to the Josh Johnson thing the other day where people were like, well, this is proof there's no chance Lamar Jackson will play. I get it. It doesn't look good for Lamar Jackson playing on Sunday. But the point that was made was quite valid, which is right now you need to have a few more quarterbacks in the building. Given everything going on, the, the bit where you just only have two quarterbacks available to you, that's a bad bit. You're setting yourself up to have a problem in the moment if that's the case. We'll see how that plays out. But it looks like the NFL at the moment is trying to stand firm that no games are going to be moved. Uh, with that in mind, Project Game Day returns this Sunday. I'll be with you at halftime. I'll be joined by Ken Zalis postgame. Uh, Project Game Day, every game day this season. It's brought to you by Glory Days Grill, Window Nation, Underdog Fantasy Football. We'll see you for Project Game Day this Sunday. Halftime and uh, postgame. Both shows at Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports. The postgame show PressBoxOnline.com slash radio as well. Tidbit is brought to you today by Window Nation. It's getting cold out because, well, it's going to. I know it's not right now, but it's going to get cold. I promise you that's the case. It's December. It means you're going to have higher energy bills, so start thinking now about taking advantage of this offer. For December only, get 50% off all-style windows and a house of windows for only $99 a month. Call Window Nation today, 866-90NATION, or visit windownation.com. Uh, this from ESPN Stats and Info. With their win last night, the Kansas City Chiefs became the fifth team in NFL history to win 10 games in seven straight seasons. Who were the other four teams to do so? Wow, seven straight seasons? 
Ten plus wins in seven straight seasons. I'll say the Patriots. Well, yeah, Patriots. 2003, 2019, they number one with 17 straight seasons. I'd say the 49ers. The 83 to 98 49ers, 16 straight seasons. Okay. The uh, Packers. No. The Steelers. No. Ooh. The Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys are fourth, 1975 to 1981, seven straight seasons. How, how many more are there? One more team. The Colts. The Colts, 2002 to 2010 with nine. That was pretty quick. Suck it, Stein. So well, how, how many did you get? I got three. You got one. Ha. I, what is that? I think, I think yeah. that means that oh, I'm man. the CEO of Studio 83 now. I think no, that means that I need to go for two. <laughs> not bad. Not bad. <laughs> I, I, I have a follow-up question oh, if okay. you guys want to do it. Since 1992. Well, fi- not really a tiebreaker because we didn't finish <laughs> the tie. Uh, five teams, excluding the Texans because they've only been around since 02, yes. have registered five or fewer 10-win seasons since 1992. Five or fewer? Mm-hmm. Well, Who it's got to be the Lions. The Lions with four. Say the Jaguars. Are, are third. The Jaguars. Uh, no, the Jaguars actually have uh, six. That's wow. still surprising. The Bengals. How about the Browns? No. The Browns with Uh-oh. three. They're tied for the fewest. Mm-hmm. Since what year? Since 1992. Cardinals. Yep, they have five. How many more are there? You have uh, two more teams. The Jets. No. That's surprising. Well, they were the good in the late 90s, early they 2000s. Were, and they then they had a small blip. How about this? Head. How about the Raiders? The Raiders. Yeah, it's a good yeah! one. It's a good one. You're, you won this one. You won the, this one, Steiner. Tie ball game. You there won this one. One more team. One more team. Less than five, ten win seasons. Mm-hmm. And they're tied for the worst. Washington. The, the Washington football. All right. Team. Three ten win seasons or better. Now let me tell you something. Oh, hang on. Now we're tied, so we might need to have it. You got a tiebreaker lined up? Yeah, a tiebreaker. Tiebreaker. Uh, I didn't know there were going to be two. Son of a bitch. To do oh, this, man. So, Son I, of a bitch. To bit. be continued. Yeah. Right. Well, let me it. let me tell you something. Back to that villain conversation. Yes. We're having. If there was a villain in my life, okay, yeah. in my sports life, mm-hmm. I'd say it would probably Washington, be, be the Dan Reds. Snyder. Yeah, yeah, man, I don't blame you for that whatsoever. Don't blame me at all. All right, Tubular is brought to you today by your local or your Baltimore area Chick Fil A restaurants. If you're looking for a simple holiday meal, try Chick Fil A catering from Chick Fil A nuggets to mac and cheese. Enjoy a variety of tray options sized perfectly for your get together. Order through the Chick Fil A app and bring smiles to your family gathering. Availability and order requirements vary. See restaurant for details. Here's the reality for a little while. I'm not bothering to go back and edit things. I'm totally tubular when games get canceled or whatever. I just. It's too much. I don't have it in me. So deal with it. I will take the Loyola Duke game off because I do know that's canceled and it matters locally. But I'm, there is no world in which I can stay on top of whether or not the Lehigh-Syracuse matchup is actually happening. So you're going to be on your own for some of those. Stuff that matters as far as this weekend, very little in terms of local college hoops. Morgan's at Mount St. Mary's tomorrow at 4. And like legitimately now, that's it. For local college hoops this weekend, really, but oh, it's finals oh, that's combined true. with that's finals. True. Like stand, stand, uh, stand yeah, there's a bunch next week. You're yeah, going we're going to Mount St. Mary's to see UNBC, to see UNBC play. That's yep. pretty cool. It's and the cool. Navy Towson's the same day. Same day, one o'clock. Is that is that a night game for UNBC and Mount St. Mary's? Seven o'clock. So somebody could hypothetically pull off. We the, were thinking about it, yeah. but I can't do it. Uh, one no, o'clock. Way to, way to let everybody down, Steiner. Sorry. Way to let everybody always. Uh, the football starts tomorrow this weekend. There are Saturday games: Raiders Browns at four thirty, and Patriots Colts at eight fifteen. So is Mayfield playing in that game or not? He wasn't going to play, but now like they changed the rules, rules last right. night. So, yeah, so they want. We play. still think Nick Mullins is going to play in the game, but bro, anything is all right. So, Ka- so Case Keenum's out too. Case Keenum was out too. Whoa! Right. So there is the possibility now with these new rules that like if tomorrow, I, and I don't know Baker Mayfield's vaccination status, so that's part of the like if he is vaccinated and now he just wakes up tomorrow and tests negative, I think the new rule says he's just good. Do it. Yeah. That's all he needs to do. So, w- w- what about Stefanski? Is he going to be on the sideline? 
bro. I don't know. I think what they should what do is What are this. the rules? Again, we had to uh, postpone the Tyus Bowser show. Like, we're just all trying to figure out the rules right now. That's what wow. it is. We're just all, we are confident. We are fairly confident. Again, we don't know how the world's going to change things, but we're fairly confident. We got a date, and we think we're going to be able to, to pull, pull it off before the season is over. Our final Tyus Bowser show. Gotcha. Um, Sunday, the uh, the games, if you're home, watch the 1 o'clock games on Fox, uh, the football team and the Eagles at 1. So you can watch uh, Gilbert Gottfried play quarterback for Washington. CBS has Titan Steelers, so that'll be a good one with local interest at 1 o'clock. And then Packers-Ravens, of course, 425 on Fox. The Sunday night game, Saints-Buccaneers, 820 on NBC. Everything else, just go to glennclarkradio.com, see it there. Anything non-sports-wise that stands out. Well, wait a um, minute, what about Monday night? We, we do a show on Monday. We'll oh, talk about right. that we'll on Monday. That yeah, that's the way it goes. Uh, so tonight on... You M- knew here. I know you used to be a part of the show. Yeah, no, I don't Years know. ago, Gary was a regular part of the show, yeah, and then he just sort of said, if it's not literally in my living room, I'm, I'm going to pass on being a part of the show any Basically, longer. yeah, right. that's true. Right. Uh, so on NBC on this night show tonight, Robert Plant and Allison Krauss are going to perform. I know that you're, I do. I am a big fan like of their work. Love them. Um, tomorrow, going to go um, see them at Merriweather next summer. Oh, nice. If, uh, if and when. Yeah, that's, you know, God, I hate the fact that that's true. Tomorrow, uh, Paul Rudd is hosting SNL, uh, and then you're gonna have. I do enjoy Paul Rudd too. On Sunday, you have Yellowstone on Paramount at eight o'clock. If you're not watching it, you need to be. Uh, Insecure on HBO. Have you started watching the other one yet? The 1883. It hasn't started yet. I think it oh, starts it this start. week. Okay. I think it All starts right. this weekend. And Sam Elliott, right? Sam Elliott big, and big uh, Tim McGraw and his wife. That doesn't do as much for me, but Sa- Sam Elliott. Well, I mean, his wife. Obviously, I'm a, a quite a fan of Faith Hill. Is that? Is that? Yes, yes, it's Faith, Faith Hill. Hill. Yes, or Sandra Bullock. But that was from the blind oh, side. Okay, You're referring gotcha. to yeah, Tim yeah, McGraw. Yeah. <laughs> I forget. Too. Yeah, not, bad. Um, not bad. Legends of the Hidden Temple. That's a Glenn favorite on the I do CW. enjoy Legends of the Hidden uh, And then The Simpsons, The Great North, Bob's Burgers, right. and Family Guy are all back on Fox. Right. Very good. Uh, Gary Stein. Glenn, you are just one of a I love kind, you. my man. I love you, man. Don't, uh, I don't get you sometimes, but I love you. <laughs> sure. That's what my wife says. At uh, you, you kind of use Twitter sometimes. Sort of, yeah. Sort of. Yeah. What G Stein Sports? G Stein Sports, yeah, exactly right. Studio eighty three. Yep, studio at Studio eighty three. UMBC is back in action. Uh, well, Wednesday night at the Mount. Right, but when they are you have one having... more home game next? Uh, I don't remember the date actually. It's against Radford. Okay. It's before the first of the year. All right. And then the fun begins. Conference play starts on the road at New Hampshire, who was good this year under Bill uh, under Bill Harian, uh, January second. All right. Very so we'll good. see what happens. Very good. Love you pal thanks Love for stopping too, by man. thanks today to uh, pete doherty as well from uh, the green bay press gazette thanks also to bo smolka we'll get that up in the greatest hits section of the Archives. tab at glennclarkradio.com the bat around tomorrow um so w- we have um shy davidi he covers the the blue jays for sportsnet uh, dot, dot ca uh, up in canada we're gonna have stan on and zach and i are gonna do orioles banter haven't quite decided what we're doing all right for that very yet, good the baseball talk tomorrow on the bat around uh, from 10 to noon with paul and zach thanks to everybody at press box all of our great sponsors and partners ccbc glory days grill window nation royal farms exxon mobile kns automotive the maryland lottery great eights memorabilia live casino hotel the baltimore area chick-fil-a restaurants the maryland department of transportation underdog fantasy football duffy's garage in baldwin window depot your local toyota dealer buyatoyota.com and my bookie thanks to paul follow him on twitter at paul valley the third follow us on twitter and instagram at glenn clark radio have a great weekend go whoever ends up playing this weekend, Ravens specifically. Duke sucks. Ohio State sucks too.